Value Town is a production of ChamMV TV. Find out all show information and details at ChamMV.tv. Value Town is directly supported by listeners like yourself via patreon.com slash Valuetown. This is our town. Welcome. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 197 of Value Town. I'm Champion V, and I'm so happy to be welcoming our first time guest, Regis Kilbin, to the show. Uh, if you don't know him, he's a content maker, he's YouTube, he has a stream. He like even recently hosted the card reveal too, which was amazing. But welcome <laughs> to the show, Regis. Hey, thank you so much. It's a great honor to be here. I've been watching forever. So I almost yeah. made it to the big number 200. I'm I know. Close. I know. Oh, man. You Gosh. should have saved it for me. That's okay. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I don't even here. know what I'm going to do for 200. I haven't even thought about it yet. It's you got to like blow it out. You got to do something crazy. I mean, I, know, I think man. I can think of at least one very special guest. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll definitely be thinking about you. Maybe we just have like a, a, a good number of it. Like our most guests ever. You know, like have like a 10 guest <laughs> episode. You, know, something you, like you that. need like a little buzzer to chime in for people to talk so they're not like, constantly talking over each other. exactly make a 10 man overlay that'd be like, yeah. insane insane <laughs> art, art yeah that's gonna be tough yeah so well you know i was planning a lot of things as you can tell with this topic bar here <laughs> like i was planning something originally and then obviously we had a very very big change happen to us uh and um you know well Actually, let me see. Let me see if I I can probably update this in a second. But we we obviously had nerfs announced. Like, what is that? About fifteen hours ago, sixteen hours ago, late and, last night. Yeah, Weird super time. late last night. Yeah, and um, I mean, it was a shock to all of us. I mean, I was asleep, and he just thankfully was, uh, you know, <laughs> awake, and he was awake long enough to actually make a YouTube video. Which is congrats to you because you might have been the very first person to post something about it. Probably, probably so. I got it out pretty quickly. I was, that's I was awesome. Happy. That's 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 awesome. But so that's obviously added to the uh, uh, agenda here. But uh, Rumble Run too. You know, this is the first week of the Rumble Run, which is the single player adventure mode. You know, um, element to Rossicon's Rumble. So we're gonna go through that and all the cool cards and everything that's involved with that um, events. Some WSOE and as well as HT Philly um, have happened this past weekend. WSOA is happening this week, but Philly happened this past weekend. And then a glimpse of uh, uh, eSports future. You know, Heroes of the Storm had some unfortunate news and, you know, figured it might be an interesting topic to to talk about, maybe in terms of our, our, our great Hearthstone eSports realm, you know, and seeing, seeing hopefully it doesn't apply to us. Uh, but Q&A as well. A couple of you guys sent questions already. If you guys have any more questions, go ahead and tweet those to at ValuetownGG, or you can just like tweet, um, send them in Twitch chat whenever it comes time. Uh, but let's talk about nerfs, Regis. Oh my gosh. I so, cannot believe it. Like, yeah. So, so before we get into the actual nerf, let's yeah. just set the context because yes, totally. never before have we had nerfs come this quickly after an expansion release. Mm -hmm. We're like two weeks out of the expansion, basically. Nerfs are already here. And not only that, but they're cards that we've been asking to get nerfed, or at least some people have, for a very long time. <laughs> long time. <laughs> enormous impact on the game. Like this is a totally new. Hearthstone game now. The meta is going to shake up in immense ways. So 
it's exciting. I haven't actually played yet, even though the nerfs hit earlier today. So I can't even begin to imagine, but we're going to try to talk through it and figure it out, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, like, like we just said, I mean, this is... So some of these these changes have been changes we've been asking for for like four years, maybe even longer, maybe like four years, three or four years. So, um, you know, it's a huge day for a lot of people that have been <laughs> been really wanting this type of change. Uh, but not to mention, you know, these are changes that we would normally expect that it really apply to what's currently on top of the meta. So like we just was saying, like having this happen so soon. You know, really interesting to see if this is like a trend that they're going to make multiple changes or, you know, maybe during uh, the time between expansions or, um, you know, or, or is just this kind of an anomaly, you know, instead of doing it midway through, which uh, might have been smarter strategically <laughs> in terms of keeping yeah. things fresh. But uh, I'm really, really curious to see. I think it was a good move as far as the player base is concerned. I mean, I mm -hmm. think there was a bit of unrest always in the Hearthstone player base over the last month or two, mm -hmm. particularly after release. A lot of the same decks were showing up. People were saying the meta was stale. So I, I do think uh, it was well-timed, but I will say I have a feeling it had a little bit more to do with like the holiday scheduling than any sort of mm -hmm. strategic endeavor on Blizzard's half. Yeah. I, I, I just have to have a feeling like they're heading out for Christmas holiday season, new year, and they just wanted to get something out before because it's going to be a yeah. couple weeks maybe before they're really able to do anything else. I don't know that. I don't have any inside info or anything, but it just feels like the timing's a little bit suspicious. So we might have benefited from the holiday season almost more than some sort of strategic move, but I hope I'm wrong. I hope it is a strategic <laughs> decision because I like this more interactive, you know, quick, uh, adaptive blizzard that's willing to change things or on the fly. I think in the past we've had way too long of delays to address problems in the meta. And yeah. I think this will also just make Rastakhan's feel more exciting. We'll get a more a chance to see more Rastakhan's card coming into the meta. So all of that's yeah. going to be a lot of fun as we uh, inevitably head off to our holiday breaks ourselves and have more time to play Hearthstone. I'm pretty excited. So this is basically a Christmas gift from the, uh, the, the Hearthstone team to us, which is, uh, they, that's what they should have done. They should have just tweeted, oh, happy holidays, here's a, like a holiday gift for all of you guys. <laughs> Instead yeah. of giving us packs, we give you this. Which, exactly, uh, although I have seen some conspiracy theories already <laughs> popping up, like on said YouTube video I mentioned and, and in my community, that maybe this is a ploy by Blizzard to sell more packs. Oh, come on. I don't believe that. Uh, we've, we've been asking for this forever. And we finally get what we want, and then you still got people who are willing to complain. I mean, I see like I see these things in the forum, or you know, the comments or whatever. It's just like, oh, did you notice that they they only pick cards that aren't worth that much dust or something like that? I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous, guys. I mean, are you seriously going to complain about yeah. or like or, or try to ding them on that? This is. Everybody finds something to complain about. That's just how <laughs> That's the community exactly. is. Exactly. You want to be outraged, yeah. you're going to find a way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's get into these nerves. So let's let's start talking about it. So for <laughs> those of you that might not know, uh, for you know some reason, maybe you guys are just literally getting around to um, you know taking a look at at uh, the internet, or maybe Valley Town is your only way to to keep updated on Hearthstone. Uh, they announced that. Uh, let's see, how many cards? Is that five cards? I, I think, think five cards. Yeah, yeah, five cards got changed. And it doesn't sound like much, but when you're talking about these five cards, it's a pretty big change. So first one was Wild Growth. So uh, two man, it's going from two mana to three mana, um, which is pretty significant given that you know Wild Growth has been a mainstay at the two mana slot forever, and um, you know not even being able to coin into it anymore is is I think a pretty big deal. But we'll go through these one at a time. So Wild Growth, uh, this is a card 
it might have been just like number one on the requested change nerf list by everybody, at least like pro players and, and, and a lot of very outspoken people in the community. Uh, thoughts on this, Regis? Yeah, so, I mean, clearly Wild Growth has been a staple for Druid for as long as I've been playing, as long as I can remember back to like season two, like four years ago when I started, Wild Growth was already really good and powerful. And there's always been that meme, like if you draw Wild Growth on two, you just win the game. And there's some merits to that because it's one of the strongest plays in the game. Getting that ramp going so quickly can be really, really powerful. So obviously a card that has powered Druid for a long time. And Druid has had high tier archetype decks mm -hmm. with Wild Growth as a part of them forever. And that consistency, I think, has just bugged people how good this mm -hmm. card has been for so long. Now, I'll admit, I actually had been targeting Nourish more myself, like when I was yeah. discussing this over the past six months to a year. I thought Nourish's flexibility was maybe more problematic than Wild Growth. Certainly, when you combine them together, you get some crazy stuff happening. So I thought maybe one would be enough. Blizzard decided to go ahead and nuke Ramp completely. And as we'll discuss uh, soon, Nourish got nerfed as well. But... Uh, Wild Growth going to three mana has some really, really big implications uh, because I think the most important thing is that it shifts the ramp from even numbers to odd numbers. So instead of going mm -hmm. from two to yeah. four, you go from three to five when you take that next turn. And Druid right now has some really powerful turn four plays. Things like Oaken right. Summons are common. You have Twig of the World Tree that you can hit on four and get moving early. And you're suddenly delaying those just a little bit and you're floating mana sometimes. So you're not getting those higher power plays hitting as soon. And then, of course, every other mana is delayed as well because it's just how ramp works. You've got this unfolding delay right. in your ramp, and that's just going to be a, a, everything's a turn slower, and that's what makes Druid mm. so crazy good. I mean, so, so the big question, and I agree with all those things that you said, um, I think it's going to, again, like really disrupt what the, the, the normal type of... Uh, mana cycle is for Druid and will cause some tech, deck building changes. Like the five mana, one of the things we're going to talk about next is Nourish obviously changing. I mean, five mana, Druid's never had to worry about the five mana for the most part. There was always something there. Maybe if it was Token Druid, it was a little different, but in terms of just like most Druids, Nourish filled that spot, so you didn't ever have to print anything. Druid the Claw was was way gone, you know, by that point. So now that they're missing a five mana slot, it, it'll be interesting to see what, how people fill, fill it and what they decide to do. Because there's not that many great five options right now. No, I mean, there have been five mana cards Druid liked to play a long time ago. Things like Azure Drake, I guess yeah. Living Mana and Token Druid, but that doesn't really mm -hmm. fit the ramp conversation so much. Um, I, you know, maybe Taunt Druid squeezes in like Rotten Apple Bombs or Zilliax, I guess, can maybe move into that slot. But it, I will admit, it doesn't feel as cohesive of a fit. It feels like you're stretching to put something in instead yeah. of just running what feels right and what feels good. So I do think this is kind of doubling down on the nerf almost. It's not just mm -hmm. slowing down the ramp altogether. It's creating these really awkward moments and turns and perhaps even deck building restrictions for Druid that they haven't faced before. Now, of course, new cards can come in and change mm -hmm. that with future expansions. I actually think Wild Growth will retain some playability at three mana. I don't think this necessarily mm -hmm. kills the card. We've seen other three mana ramp cards previously. Now, those usually had things attached to them. Think about like, Jade Blossom, awesome. greedy, yeah. greedy Sprite, seen a little bit of play as well in the past. Uh, I think Wild Growth, because it's consistent and instant, will still occasionally make sense for Druid if Ramp can survive as a uh, style of play or archetype base for these different late-game Druid decks. So I don't yeah. think the card is dead necessarily. It just changes things. It shifts it all around. 
it moves what druid looks like and i have no idea what that is today i don't know what that looks like i mean it's it's all like it's always been an identity for druid to have ramp and i think that i mean for me i've it's always felt it was this comfort thing like i always just knew that you know that's what druid is and and for hearthstone to have this kind of class identity that's outside of just the hero power you know like it, it needed to have you know druid needed to have this type of card so um you know part of me hopes that it, it still gets played i don't know if it does get played though three is there's a lot of three drops in druid you know that a lot of three drops really that haven't gotten a chance to to shine because they you always just kind of skip three right so i i think that it gives those cards a chance to to possibly get some play and wild growth to be honest just isn't that great at that that level you know it, it, druid's going to need some support early game but I can see, you know, a world where, where Wild Growth is just not played anymore. Um, you know, kind of moving on to the next one, which is Nourish. You know, uh, Nourish is moving from 5 mana to 6 mana. Uh, you know, 6 mana is still not terrible for drawing 3 cards. You know, like, that. that's still pretty... I mean, it's okay. Obviously, there's a lot of 3 mana cards that draw 2 cards. So, um, you know, you, can, you still have the choice of, you know, ramping up 2 mana. Ramping up to 8 is still a big deal. You know, for um, um, druids, if you're talking about some of those big druid builds or even taunt druid. So, um, you know, this one I think is maybe like there, you could still play one of these cards, you know, as a way to cycle cards or to just draw cards. But, um, you know, this is like you said, it's like a double down on, on really nailing ramp. And uh, what, what do you see with this one? Do you, do you think it's going to be played or, or not? So you're right. Like from a raw efficiency standpoint, um, three for six is not necessarily terrible in my mind, but it, it does leave you with less mana when you're playing Nourish in those late game situations where you're just trying to fill your hands. So you, before you'd have five mana left over to do things, and now you only have four mana left over to do things. And that probably doesn't make a huge impact as things like Swipe and Spell Stones can still fit into that remaining uh, mana that you're leaving behind from your Nourish if you're drawing them in a pinch or naturalizes or whatever it is. But it could occasionally, you can't swipe and naturalize now because you only have four mana. You can't swipe right. and spell stuff. Right. So there are going to be situations where it gets a little bit more restricted. As far as the ramp side of things is concerned, I guess you're actually moving into nine mana the turn after you play your Nourish, mm-hmm. right? You gain the two and then you gain the one. Right. Nine mana does have some significant um, moves for Druid. Things like Master Oakheart, for instance, comes down on nine. So in, say, like a Taunt Druid deck, um, the difference may not be that material for Nourish itself from ramp because ramping to eight, maybe you just had Lich King ramping to nine. Now you still have a pretty powerful set of options. So I think the ramp side of it, it's it's sensible as far as a card fit standpoint, but ultimately it's a you know percentage of the mana you're gaining is much, much small, smaller. Mm-hmm. Like you're only gaining two for six. That's a much smaller proportion than two out of five. So it's just going to be another one that's just got to find and beat its competition as far mm-hmm. as what other cards you could run. And if Wild Growth is bad and Nourish is bad, it's like you can't commit too hard into ramp. Then we're losing Ultimate Infestation as a big follow-up piece as well. <laughs> that's that's so, one thing that's clear. They don't want to change that card. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That's the one I called for from day one. Right, so, right. It's apparently. But it's gone soon as far as standard format's concerned. True, true. So um, maybe not a, a big problem. But when you look at all that, like maybe this still hangs around through the rotation. But then if you lose big, big, crazy late game plays like Hadronox, UI, your Oak Hearts, I don't know that you're going to want to ramp as much. I guess it depends on what shows up in future expansions. But it feels like this is all just going to fall apart. Like this is a house of cards we built up and yeah. we're taking a piece out here and there. The whole thing is going to collapse soon because you're going to have to shift how Druid actually yeah. gets played. 
And, and I think Druid is pretty rich with with tools and, and resources right now. So, you know, they definitely added a whole huge chunk of, of beast element to it, beast value element to it as well. You know, we've we've had Hadronox. I mean, Hadronox is probably going away. Hadronox is going away as well, like in the reset. So that will reshift a, a bunch of late game Druid, you know, in terms of some of the decks. But um, but I, I don't think Druid's in that bad of shape. Like, if there was one to just completely chop down, it's Druid, you know, because they, they've got they could they could do every kind of archetype. You know, there's not very many classes that could build like top tier decks at every archetype with like token and with Malagus, you know, with taunt, with I mean you name it, you could do it. The only thing maybe is mid range you couldn't quite do, but some people were even finding mid range decks that have some success claiming the latter. So um, you know, I think removing a, a big element like this would just make people have to think, you know, a bit harder and, and use some cards that we haven't seen, you know, in, in, in Druid and that's really the whole point. You know, is to like uh, have some of these base, you know, these base classic cards uh, get changed so that we can just have more diversity when the expansions come out. Uh, <laughs> and and it might be true that that maybe Drew it just won't see play for a while. We've yeah. never really had that life. It's never like, been in the doghouse, right? <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's that one class that you know. There's always a class or two that's a little bit weaker. Maybe that's true for a couple expansions. I think I could live with that. Yeah. It's been so good for so long. I'm okay with that change. I could live with that, but I just don't see that happen. <laughs> At least not until 2019. You think it'll solve this problem? Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Drew will just... find a way. There's enough life gain and crazy stuff. It'll still yeah. Be they out. still have Malfurion too. Malfurion's still damn good. So um, okay, well those those are major changes. Obviously, the just Druid being one of the top classes in the meta uh, right now, and uh, especially in the event meta. I mean, Druid's just crazy, oh, yeah. crazy strong in competitive sense. So uh, this will will be really interesting to see what people come up with, or at least pros come up with. Uh, the next thing affects a top tier, you know, tier one deck, which, you know, if you look at HS Replay, it's been number one even since the expansion came out, uh, which is uh, the level up change. It's going from five mana to six mana, pretty similar to Nourish. And... Um, you know, pretty big deal for Odd Paladin because, you know, that, that turn five, it, it's kind of weird because, like, I've kind of, I've, like, programmed into my mind knowing that, okay, turn four, if he's got the coin, got to remove the board. You know what I mean? If yeah. he doesn't, I got one more turn, and, you know, then I got to remove the board. So this obviously shifts that a little bit, uh, you know, makes the Odd Paladin a little bit less powerful. Um, but this card still seems pretty good to me. I mean, I, I still think uh, Odd Paladin's not going to have a problem putting Silverhand recruits on the board. We, we all know that. They just keep coming with them, like, for 20 turns. And level up is still an amazing value, even at 6 mana, in my opinion. So, Well, I mean, curious. for the record, it's, it's not going to be an odd Paladin, because it's an even cost Oh, card. right, right, but, right. Oh, true. But, true. but yeah, your, right. your statement remains. I actually think level up in a vacuum in and of itself is, yeah, is actually true. still pretty good. Like, the payoff for 6 mana still makes sense if, if there's a deck that has enough Silverhand recruits, so maybe even Paladin could run it. It's actually got really positive synergies with things like Spirit of the Tiger. Uh, yeah. The problem is getting enough Silverhand recruits to get that value return, and that's the challenge where I think this falls pretty far short. Now, Odd Paladin without level up, I actually think is still a really good deck. Yeah, it's probably true. not that tier one mm -hmm. best deck in the game. Like HS Replace had it basically for the last year, I think almost since Witchwood. Basically, Odd Paladin has been. Uh, like the one of the best decks on HS Replay as far as I've been watching. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think it falls from that spot, but just that ability to overwhelm with Silverhand Recruits and just keep pumping out dudes. Mm -hmm. There are other good follow-up options. Everybody knows Odd Paladins always get Sunkeeper Tarum off of Stonehill Defender. <laughs> so there's still ways to create yeah. uh, big oppressive board states. We've seen Storm and Champion and Raid Leader pop in there too, right? Yeah. To just create those follow-ups. The malls are still around. 
So I don't think this kills Odd Paladin, actually. I think it hangs around as like a mid-tier two deck, as far as I can tell. Now, yeah. clearly, it's losing a great tool and asset. Level up was amazing. Uh, yeah, so I mean, various it, things they could do, it, but I think it hangs around. Yeah, but it basically sounds like level up is just not going to be played, though, whatsoever, because it doesn't work in even Paladin, for sure. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I'd still maybe have liked to seen it still played somehow in, in, in Odd Paladin. It's just weaker. Maybe like plus one, plus one would have been okay. Um, well, I talked about two. You can move it to seven mana, and it would still fit yeah, in Odd Paladin. Seven mana. Yeah. Yeah. It would still be probably playable, honestly, because they had seven mana follow up cards like Storm and Champion in the past as well. Yeah. But it would just be worse. It'd be a more awkward, slower. It might slow the deck down a little bit. So, and you'd have more time to find those removals like you talked about. There's always that really high pressure yeah. situation. Like, oh my God, they're going to have level <laughs> up. I got to do something. I'm so desperate. And sometimes you just didn't have it and you'd get punished. So, giving you two extra turns to find that yeah. uh, could go a really long way. So, I actually agree. I don't know that this was the best change, but I guess they just mm -hmm. said, you know what, forget it. We don't want to deal with this in Odd Paladin ever at all. Like somebody's <laughs> going to figure out a way to make it good. So let's just move it to six. And yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, I think Storm and Champion is pretty, pretty much the same, except for no taunt. But it, it does have the similar, uh, you know, effect that that what I was suggesting. But um, but anyways, yeah. The whole point though was to really nerf Odd, Odd Paladin a bit, and they definitely accomplished that by changing this yeah. one. Um, okay, so next change we got here, uh, Saturday Night Chain Gang, Gang. so really minor change, but it's actually a pretty big deal, especially when it comes to the Shadowwalk uh, deck. So they changed the Battlecry to summon another Saturday Night Chain Gang, specifically a Saturday Night Chain Gang, instead of just like a copying of itself, because, you know, with, Sh with Shadowwalk, it was copying Shadowwalks, and, and obviously we, we kind of know how, th how that goes <laughs> and how it leads to just more and more Shadowwalks being put back in your hand. So um, I, I think this is smart. This is kind of like one of those design changes, I think, or these these nerfs that are smarter. Not You know, they, they doesn't, yeah. it definitely doesn't sound like a lazy change <laughs> because of how it's changed. So I, I really like that they ended up doing this. And I think, it, you know, again, it, it was more to... I, I think nerf a specific deck than it was to really lower the power level of this deck generally, or sorry, of this card generally. Yeah, I think you're right, and and I will agree. Like across the board, uh, I think these nerfs in a couple instances showcased a little more finesse than normal from yeah. Blizzard. Usually, they just beat the mana cost down, and that's it. Like <laughs> yeah. just move it two spots or whatever and call it a day. They actually were willing to change mechanics a little bit this time, as we'll also see with Leeching Poison later. So I think that was really good. Instead of you know, bumping it to six mana or something that would also hurt the deck, but not totally kill it. They said, like, mm -hmm. look, let's change this. This has been a problem in a lot of various ways. I guess they really didn't like that Shutterwalk loop. So they said... <laughs> Who likes the Shutterwalk loop? Let's, let's get real. Like, do, we, <laughs> do any of us like the Shutterwalk loop I, at this listen, point? I don't play any OTK decks at all. I don't uh, play combo decks much, so I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I hate I'm it the, too, man. I'm the most excited about this. But I will say, <laughs> this change actually has other implications with Serenite Chain Gang because... Now, buff cards uh, presumably don't buff the... Because it's not a copy anymore. It's just its own Serenite uh, Chain Gang. Well, that's Chain true. A 2-3. So things like you know, Soul Infusion in Zoo Warlock that would mm -hmm. buff this to a 4-5. Suddenly, it's now a 4-5 and a 2-3, which isn't quite as good. Even yeah. Prince Keliseth has been really good with this in the past as well. Makes it worse with Prince Keliseth. So this does actually hurt mm -hmm. a couple of other small decks. And I do think, in most cases, probably reduces the need to run a Serenite Chain Gang, because most decks that were playing it outside of Shutterwalk were doing it because of those sneaky applications. Even like Valineer and Paladin, mm. you could get that double Serenite. I think the one case where it's still good is because of Fungal Mancer. It's a really good two-body 
turn four that follows up in a fungal mancer on five. And we've seen that work really successfully. So I, I do think just in a vacuum, you know, two, two, threes for four mana is solid and a reasonable play a lot of the times. So this probably still finds a home in a deck here and there that's, you know, board centric or going to do some fungal mancer stuff on turn five. But uh, ultimately, a change that I like a lot, because Shutterwalk is yeah. now essentially dead. I was trying to think about it. Maybe somebody else has solved it. But I don't think there's any way to actually chain Shutterwalks now unless you can keep it on oh, board. Just, just give Toast a day, dude. <laughs> give Toast somebody, one day. Somebody It'll... smarter than me will figure it out. I mean, <laughs> there might be a way to like hide your Shutterwalk or try to keep your Shutterwalk alive. And then <laughs> right. on board. But it's never going to be that same infinite chain unless you somehow get a doubling imp in your hand. Because Doubling Imp, I guess, still has the same wording. But I think Shutterwalk's just totally dead. As far as a combo deck, now, I do think Shutterwalk as a card stays interesting. Like, yeah, it's, it's meme It's more meme it Yeah, mm -hmm. It can do cool stuff, too. We've seen in the mm -hmm. past, like, that tempo Shutterwalk style. I always called Boardwalk, um, where it's more, like, based <laughs> on just... <laughs> I know, right? Nice. It's just based on, like, value, and, and it's not about setting up some one-turn kill or multiple-turn kill with Shutterwalks. It was more just getting lots of Keliseth buffs and stuff. So there's still yeah. possibilities, I think, for, for Shutterwalk and Serenite Chain Gang, but still a great change. Yeah. I, for me, Serenite Chain Gang, no matter if it got, got buffs or not, it was still good. I mean, we're still talking about two, two, threes for four mana and taunts. You know, I mean, that that's still just great value period for anything that we, we want to go wide. So I don't think this card is going anywhere. Like, I, th I still think it's going to be played in, in any kind of zoo deck and, and whatnot. It's just we just don't have very many cards like this in the game right now. So, uh, you, you know, it, it's a, it's definitely good that we eliminate the Shutterwalk deck just because, again, we just have too many of these type of single player feeling decks. And they do require skill. Don't I mean, I'm not not saying that they don't. They they require a lot of skill. Like in, in fact, this is I think some of the more higher skill cap decks are, are you know in, in, is Shutterwalk's one of those, right? But I think that overall, it's it's hurt the game. You know, I just kind of <laughs> put it that way. And uh, I think we were getting rid of some of those by uh, or at least one of them by by changing this. And then the next change, which is getting rid of kind of getting rid of another one, which is the King's Bane deck. I don't know if it's going to do away with it completely. But this is definitely going to be nerfing it in a, in a big way, which is Leeching Poison uh, changes from giving your weapon lifesteal forever to just giving your weapon lifesteal this turn, which is huge because, you know, the Kingsbane Rogues had basically infinite health because unless you could kill them in one turn, like do over 30 damage, you were just never killing a, a Kingsbane Rogue. So um, now this, you know... Actually, running two might <laughs> you know be necessary, uh, you know, and and uh, you know I, I always get stuck with my second one like doing nothing, but um, but this is going to I think affect it in a big way at least how how long a Kingsbane Rogue can go you know in, in a matchup uh, against a, you know an aggro deck or or uh, even just like a mid range deck. What do you think about this? Uh, so neat change again it shows some finesse i mm -hmm. like that they were willing to instead of just making like five mana or something stupid right they yeah they decided like let's make it limited in its function but then they also reduce the mana cost to give a little back which is which is cool you rarely see that sort of a, a a buff in one way and a nerf in the other but let's be clear it's a huge nerf to the card and i actually think this kills the single player as you put it version of king's main rogue <laughs> yeah. the, you know super late game I'm going to stay alive forever version of Kingsman Rogue, I think goes away because you're only getting essentially two turns of healing now out of Leeching Poison. And that really breaks what the deck is trying to do. It's just 
maybe what, like, you know, eight heal here, 10 heal there. Uh, that's 18 points of healing, which, you know, maybe is, doesn't, doesn't sound terrible. But if you add up all the normal healing that a Kingsbane Road gets along the way, it's four and then six and then eight. And, you know, it's over five to 10 turns. They've suddenly healed like 40 to 50 health because of what Leeching Poison does today. And it's more reliable and predictable because it's always there every time you get your Kingsbane. This means you have to kind of commit to certain times and turns, which just isn't going to last long enough. Instead of requiring that 30 damage, like you said, to kill them in one turn, suddenly they can line up things where every other turn they're, they're really, really dead. Right. And I think that means you have to shift Kingsbane away from that, you know, super late game anti-fatigue, almost, you know, control single player version towards the more aggressive pirate version of Kingsbane. So I think yeah. just because of Raiding Party and the pirate Kingsbane stuff, we can still see the card played in that style faster, mm -hmm. more aggressive, just as this consistent damage piece yeah. that you can build up really nicely. But I don't think the lifesteal version of Kingsbane Rogue is going to make any sense anymore. I just yeah. don't think there's going to be enough life in this version of Leeching Poison. So that means two things. Kingsbane Rogue, as we see it in that version, is gone in my mind. Also, Leeching Poison probably never gets played. I just don't think there's enough return on running this card in your deck. Yeah, it's only one mana, but you're giving up a, you know, an option. There's opportunity cost to yeah. include so to me, it's going to fall off in both ways. I think this kills the archetype. Okay, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see if it kills it off completely. I mean, it wasn't like top tier, you know. Like definitely, it was super well. I, I played it quite a bit actually, probably in the last like week and a half or so, and just it definitely felt super strong. Um, but you know, now with like Druid being nerfed too, yeah, you know, who knows? You know, like I, I think that this deck may have enough legs just to at least still be viable enough to climb ladder with like just even at a slow rate but uh, i'd hate to see this one go completely because kingsbane rogue is one of the more unique types of decks in in hearthstone you know and and kingsbane just itself as a card is a super unique you know uh super unique card you know in terms of it's just never-ending weapon and you know, not having a counter to it's always been just a general bad thing but <laughs> you know it, it, there are these really uh, very creative ways to, to work around it, right? And especially in late games, it's, it's always kind of fun to, to be be, be kind of like sending it back and figuring out you have this like little one-turn window type of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of hope it doesn't go away completely. But Leeching Poison, I felt like was one of the main elements to it. You know, it's, it's either drawing the Kingsbane or it's the lifesteal element to it. And I think that that there's too many cards that involve drawing it uh, at least, at least two that I can think of that are specifically about drawing the Kingsbane. That leeching poison seemed to be the most uh, optimal way to to change it. So uh, yeah, we'll see. I feel like pros will still figure out a way, though. I hope you. I hope you're right. And I'll be yeah. honest. I don't ever play Kingsbane Rogue. So somebody who's played it oh, a really? lot and has okay. lots of experience may be able to <laughs> offer better insights to me. Maybe you play it. I don't know. Uh, but but I feel like anytime I've played against it, I feel like I'd win every time if they weren't healing for a ridiculous amount of health. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's yeah. my perspective on it. Uh, to yeah. me, I just can't envision it. But you're absolutely right. There are way smarter people than me out there who could solve this problem. I hope they do. I, I agree with you. I think mm -hmm. Kingsbane's a pretty cool card. And a lot of people have fun playing it. And I don't ultimately, yeah. at the end of the day, like taking decks or cards away from people that enjoy it. Yeah. I think it's often good for the game, but I do feel bad in, in some ways that people are um, losing their, their playthings, their toys, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, well, anyways, guys, definitely great changes, you know, I think in terms of the game and changing the, the meta, you know, we're going to be seeing a shift right away, and 
In fact, there are some, I know we're kind of skipping a little bit over events, but there is an event that starts tomorrow, which is the WSOE event, which, uh, you know, is the female only event, which all the, you know, all the top, top, uh, female players that we know in, in the, you know, not necessarily the highest ranked on ladder, but definitely all the most well-known female players in Hearthstone are going to be playing in it. And it's going to, uh, heavily impact it, obviously, because the, the, uh, the changes rolled out today. They rolled out like They're a few hours already. ago. They're already live on a Wednesday. It's crazy. It's like, what? Okay. That's, Normally that's there's a huge delay between announcement yeah. and implementation and they're already here. Yeah. Not- yeah. So that, uh, you know, unfortunate for you know, a lot of them, I, I know are, are not happy because they had to, they spent like weeks trying to figure out what lineups they would bring. Um, so they're going to have to shift. Everybody always has to, has to do it. So it's definitely fair, but, um, you know, really interesting to see what they're going to you know, even bring, um, you know, tomorrow during that tournament. But what do you anticipate? Regis? So you think it's just going to be a bunch of the tier two decks, you know, kind of moving up and, and, yeah, and I think thing? the safe bet is, is yeah. clearly just going to be playing decks that didn't have nerfed cards that yeah. you already know were good. So you can pick your poison for Hunter. Maybe you go even warlock. Maybe you move to like odd rogue. If you were planning Kingsbane rogue, but it's still going to be a challenge, and I'm not a tournament player, and I don't spend a lot of time thinking about tournament lineups for decks. But I have to imagine you still had some sort of cohesive game plan approaching attacking you know, control decks or aggro decks, whatever it was. And as any deck moves or changes there, you might lose that unit and not really have that same strategy to employ. So it's going to shake things up in a big way. But I'm really curious to see if anybody goes out on a limb and tries something different or new or maybe gives Rastakhan cards an extra bump because they right. think that the target decks are gone or whatever it is or whatever their weakness was. Maybe they're really bad against Malagos Druids. I think some other deck is going to like jump in to fill the spot. It's going to be neat. And, and it, I think it could create a great opportunity for one of these players to do something cool and special and make a name for themselves and get some extra recognition. So right. I want to watch. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I know. T- definitely. Totally. And, uh, you know, it, it's a unique event too. You know, I think this is an event that uh, I've, I've been wanting to see for a long time. I've been, Man, I can't believe it's been so long. Like since we have any any kind of event like this, but um, you know, I, I think it's great to see just more you know females. I don't really like to like split these things so much, but the reality is that we don't have that many female Hearthstone players, you know, in the pro scene, and and um, I think it'd be nice to see some more. And I think it, it takes you know us kind of showcasing just the ones that are having success in our space, you know, and, and having a fun event and showing that off. And it's a competitive event as well. And, and, and really, you know, getting it out there that, you know, these events can do well. So support the event, you know, like, please watch it. Let's try to get as many viewers as we can, you know, as possible on this event. Um, yeah, I completely agree. And, and every name I've seen on the list, I don't think I saw the full list, but they're all yeah. incredibly talented Hearthstone yeah. players. Way better than me. Unfortunately, sometimes out there in the world of Twitch chat, there's a lot of people who just assume for whatever insane, stupid reason that if that I'm a guy, I must be better at Hearthstone than whatever girl <laughs> yeah. Hearthstone players out there, which yeah. is nonsense. They're all 10 times better than me. I'm okay at the game. I hit Legend all the time. I've hit the leaderboard before. Like, I'm solid, but they're so much better than me times a million. Yeah. And I can't wait to see that skill showcase. Finally, people will, won't be able to deny it anymore. Like, it's yeah. going to be a great opportunities definitely a com- it's a combination of even casters like core is going to be in it and, and you know streamers oh, yeah. as well as you know the the pro players themselves so it's going to be fun you really people getting a showcase how good they are like a lot of people don't even know how good some some folks are like when core is on the show 
a lot of people didn't know Korra was like so good at the game. So she's it's, great it's at the game. Yeah, you have to be a caster, game. honestly. Your your yeah. game knowledge has to be off the charts. Yeah. And yeah, Korra is a good good Hearthstone friend of mine. I only have a few, so I'm I'm kind of rooting for her a little bit secretly. Although there's, there's a few people I'm rooting for. So yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's gonna be They're all friends, man. I I, I I'm picking no favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be offending somebody if I picked a favorite. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It's it's definitely tough. Um, but uh, before we move on, guys, I just want to let you guys know that uh, we are sponsored by uh, Robinhood uh, this episode. So if you're not familiar with Robinhood, Robinhood is this really, really cool app that you can download on your phone. Uh, that It's also a website as well, but you can invest in stocks and in options and cryptos and all that good stuff. And what's nice about Robinhood, guys, is it's super easy to use. It's really built for beginner investors. You know, like, so they really make things like like um, research into just like different stocks and, and generally what like some analysts are recommending and, and being able just to even, you know, kind of dig in to figure out which stock is, you know, right for you or what you feel comfortable with. They really make it easy just with a lot of these different graphs and things that are, are right at your fingertips. Right when you get into the app, you can kind of start looking at it. Um, but it's really, really great. I mean, you can sign up right now at uh, value.robinhood.com. And what what's I think my favorite part of, of Robinhood is that when you do first sign up, like with this type of promotion, they actually give you a free stock. They give you like a very notable company stock. You know, you can get anything from like Apple to Ford or Sprint or anything like that. And they do it in a very game like experience too. It's like a loot box feeling where there's there's these like like gift boxes that kind of rotate and stuff. And then all of a sudden it opens up and it's the stock that you get. But yeah, like signing up, you you start with a stock in your portfolio and you know they just kind of help you off just to help you kind of you know get things going. So uh, Robinhood doesn't charge any commissions, you know, for you know just in, any of the trades that that. Uh, uh, you you want to make and um, you know it's just really really great for beginners in my opinion so uh, take a look at that again go to Robinhood or uh, sorry value.robinhood.com and uh, sign up now okay so next thing we've got on the list here is Rumble Rumble runs so this is going to be the main topic but you know now we're it's kind of <laughs> co-main topic here but yeah, yeah this week uh, they had, uh, it was almost all right after the last show they uh, released the Rumble Run. Which is a single player uh, mode for Rastakhan's Rumble, and um, you know, kind of pretty much they brought back the dungeon runs. You know, this is, I think Rumble runs are very, very similar to dungeon runs. You know, those of you that play dungeon runs will you know have a very similar experience here. Uh, obviously, brand new cards, brand new. There's this whole shrine element to it. You know, there's like three different shrines per per uh, uh, class. You know, and, and and trying to kind of win with each one is is, is really the goal of it. Um, but it's uh, been a lot of fun. Like, have you gotten a chance to play a, a ton, Regis? Or I wouldn't. I wouldn't say a ton. I was unfortunately dealing with some family stuff while it released, but I have played it a fair bit. I have to be honest. I haven't beaten it yet, but I have like a hundred bosses. <laughs> it took me a while. It took me a while to get the first one. The best luck. Just yeah. yeah. I had I had one run that was like a sure thing, and. Um, I, I threw it at the very, very end. I didn't really throw off, but the boss did some crazy stuff. It was the, the priest triple death rattle started snowballing oh, crazy yeah, against did. me, yeah. and I just couldn't quite get there. So I've, I've had, you know, like I think that was the one seven win run and quite a few like six win runs. It mm -hmm. seems like they always do something crazy. So I've found this actually a little bit more difficult than most of the mm -hmm. single player experiences so far. I just, I need to just, you know, commit and, and do it. Um, but I, it's it's not easy. The shrines can really do some scary stuff across from you, and then the decks are yeah. so well refined and tuned 
to match the shrines that you kind of have to hit the right matchup on that final game, I feel like. Every game up to that final game is usually not too bad, but that final game can be a real I mean, game. I admit, man, I've lost w once or twice on the first game, which is <laughs> which is kind of crazy. I mean, it takes obviously bad RNG to let that happen, but no, some yeah. of these shrines are just so strong. You know, the, the yeah. ones that sp specifically that buff the shrine itself, like those have been very, very difficult at times for me to to finish. Um, but if you haven't finished one yet, I'd, I'd highly recommend the Rogue one. The Rogue one is like super good. Like if we go down, everybody says the discount one, the one that discounts yeah. an opponent's yeah. card. Everybody says that one. I yeah. haven't gotten an option for it yet. So. Oh really? Oh my god! I think I get it every I time. Yeah, I think I've done crazy. like what? Uh, probably I don't know, eight, nine runs. Okay, maybe more than maybe like ten. About yeah. probably six wins on average, and I think I'm at like ninety, ninety bosses so yeah i've probably done 12 15 runs and so i don't think i've seen it um yeah. or maybe i maybe i did one time and i took something else that was good but i haven't seen it lately because everybody recommends that one and yeah. apparently particularly in the early rounds and, and i actually lost against the first boss as well because sometimes you don't have enough cards your card oh yeah i, I died from so fatigue that's how fatiguing. i that's how i died yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> so it's that nice. one i think helps it, it particularly there because you take mm -hmm. cards from your opponent's deck so even out that fatigue in the early rounds and then yeah you get, strong stuff too from your opponent which is yeah the, the rogue one by the way we're kind of skipping but the rogue yeah, one by the sorry. way i'm talking about is uh treasure below yeah this one right. i mean you just get these these swings like almost every turn where it's just like you're playing two cards at a time and it's, it ends up being incredible but um but no the, the shrines i think add this element to it that's really awesome I, it's super fun i mean definitely every run feels very very different because of the the different combinations of it um, and, and not to mention, you know, like the, you know, I, I think just, just the, the cards that obviously that each of the bosses play are, are going to vary as well, but the shrines just really dictate how, how things go. So I really like the design from that standpoint. Um, but kind of going through the shrines, maybe we can just go through them real quick. Um, sure. the, the druid ones here, you got Gonk, uh, Gonk's ar armament, which to me is one of the most creative ones. Like whether you're playing it or you're playing against it, it's, it's actually really, really like like blows my mind like this one because you just hero power to like reset set your your mana crystal and of course when you're playing the boss it's like every one of his cards resets. His, oh yeah, it's adds a nightmare armor. to play against. Yeah, like, it's crazy. It's awful. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it just kind of feels like normal druid in in uh, regular Hearthstone, right? <laughs> they just yeah. have unlimited He's mana and armor. Twig is every yeah. single turn. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, feel, I don't feel like it's all that different personally. No, of course, it's way better. But I agree, it's a neat design. Um, it takes two things druid's really well known for and puts a, a kind of a cool spin on them. Um, frustrating to play against, though. I'll be honest, but that's good. Like that's the it's challenge. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to beat this one. If if you get it later. Uh, it, it's really hard to be. I've lost oh, yeah, to it it's a late game boss. Yeah, it's a pain. Yeah, for sure. And those of you listening, it's zero five. It's a shrine. Whenever you gain armor, refresh your mana crystals. So you can think of all of those cards that give you armor, and then you, you get to reset all your crystals at ten mana. It's crazy. Uh, Gonk's mark. I'm not as fond of this one. It's after you summon a minion, get plus one plus one. We've had cards like this, and that just right. never saw play. So. Zero three, it's like, <laughs> it's it, you know, it's not going to get that much play. The nice yeah, thing is that the AI always targets your shrine. It doesn't, right. you know, like highest priority is the shrine, right? Uh, Which you it. can sometimes use strategically to your advantage, but in yeah, this case, yeah. just not enough, not enough um, instant value and not enough long term value either. So this one falls short. And I thought it had more health, like three health for yeah, such a weak effect to me. I thought this could be like an eight health shrine that sticks around for a while. That might make it fairly solid. 
But a three elf that dies so easily, and you're only playing one or two things per turn generally. So yeah, there's just not a big payoff on this one. Yeah, my big my the the way I know it's not that great is that it sounds like just a spirit. Like this is the kind of effect a spirit would you're have, right. and it's not even you're right. It's, <laughs> so it's, it's just like, like the links, yeah. It's right. like a lot of these spirit of the links. So yeah, right. So uh, you're right. Not not too great there. Uh, bonds of the balance zero seven shrine at the end of the turn gain attack equal to your hero's attack. The this one can be problematic as well. This like, like again, I think the ones that actually um, buff the the shrine itself can be a, a bit tricky and, and get out of hand if you don't uh, if because you either try to kill it. Or you have to try to like, you know, work the armor down from the hero. So it really creates this kind of dynamic that's really fun to have to. Yeah, I've, I've lost to a snowballing one of these before as well. Yeah. I just got up like, like they double pounced on like turn one or something. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah. we're seven already. Like I just can't win. <laughs> you never quite catch. Right. And that was like a second or third boss. I was like, oh man. So yeah. yeah, I don't I don't like playing this one as much. I, I try to play it once and I just I don't know, I didn't feel like the deck support was there. It takes a little too long mm -hmm. to find the right pieces to make it really good when you're playing it, but playing against it can feel pretty problematic in my mind. Yeah, this one's probably I don't know if the folks in Twitch chat had easy time with this one. This one I've only tried once and it was not easy. Like I I think I died like after the third or fourth game. Like I, I didn't even get very far with it. So I think I still need to figure out like that that mode of play and that mode of drafting like the right cards or picking the right set of cards because you generally you don't like those cards that buff your hero. <laughs> like we never play those cards, right? Yeah. The savagery cards or any you know or, you know that that at least even get some value from it. So um, you know this one's I, I think just personally maybe one of the uh, more difficult ones to grasp. You know when you first play. Agreed. Yeah, a hunter. So I haven't played any of these yet. Uh, so Alazi's trap. After you cast a spell, put a random hunter secret onto the battlefield. So you're basically never killing this guy. <laughs> if if uh, uh, every time, yeah, every time you're able to, if you play like a spell hunter type of build, I mean, you're you're always going to get something <laughs> that's going to be be decent, whether it's a freezing trap or venom trap or you know any of those things. I think are going to help protect this guy. Yeah, I took this one pretty far, but uh, when I got into the late game or the late run scenarios, I, I found that the secrets just still weren't really doing enough. You know, it was like explosive trap and misdirection. Yeah, there are right. some weaker secrets in the pool that were backfiring. It's a little bit of RNG. Like if I'd rolled a different secret, I probably would have won the whole run, but it, it can be a little bit inconsistent. And then you still, you have to take minions in a lot of cases with the, the card offerings. So right. sometimes your deck gets a little inconsistent too. It's not always possible to just grab all spells, or at least didn't feel that way to me. Yeah. So there were still moments where it just kind of felt like a zero eight minion that didn't do anything else. <laughs> on turn, right? Right. Uh, where it, it didn't pay off. But I, I liked it. Okay, I think you can certainly yeah. do some work with this one. And, and I know people have beaten, you know, beaten the uh, the run with all of these already. Mm -hmm. so certainly, all of For these sure. are capable of winning. Oh, yeah. Some are way more challenging than others. And yeah, I think this one falls somewhere in the middle, probably. And this is like a good example of why this this whole shrine element really adds a, a cool dynamic that Dungeon Run didn't have because there's a deck building element to it, right? It gives you a deck building direction versus just a general one, which in the beginning is, is cool to have like this very free form and nobody knows what the answer is. But what happens is that people do figure out in, in the end, like what, what are the most like common or what are the best cards you should be drafting, you know, given just a single meta you know like and there's no variable element to uh e each person's deck so this kind of 
switches it up. It, it just means that there's 27 different metas, you know, potentially for at least building decks. So yeah, that, that's that's right. really really cool. Uh, it just takes longer to figure out, you know. It's it's really nice. Uh, Halazi's hunt. It's uh your minions have overkill kills your hand. Wait, cards in your hand cost one less. Okay, so if you okay, so if you overkill uh, with a minion, that yeah, with a minion, they reduce then, their cost like in birth order. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Which you, I found is just it's it's hard to do all the time because there's yeah. a couple conditions, right? Like you have yeah. to have a minion on board that's ready to attack first off, so it's not good defensively. You have to be attacking right. on your turn, so you have to be ahead on board. And you also have to overkill. Which can be problematic sometimes if the math just doesn't quite line up. Yep. So yeah. it's one of those that, like, when it works and you get it rolling, can pay off a ton. But as soon as you fall behind, which can happen pretty easily in a yep. lot of these rumble run bosses, it's just useless. You don't get to use it at all. Right. So right. I I don't really like this one much. I had problems with it personally. Yeah, and it doesn't. I don't really love it either. Then it, it does definitely sound snowbally and no no comeback mechanism to it so um okay the next one is halazi's it's all halazi's things it's halazi's guys which is whenever you summon a beast it gains rush taunt and poison oh this one's so fun like, well it's I, not and be careful it's, sorry or, it's not and it's or, or sorry or yeah or. which is a big difference <laughs> oh my god can you imagine insane. it was and? it would be holy insane. crap yeah but, Unfortunately, it's ore, so I. It's just sometimes you get totally useless stuff. Like rush <laughs> is usually pretty good, taunt is often not great, and poisonous is like nah. Usually, really? the bigger I, way to play around. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like this one much. I I tried to make it work, and what happens is you just never get the one you need. It always feels like oh, I really need poisonous on this rush minion. And then you give your rush minion rush. You know what I mean? Like, there's always yeah. some way for it to backfire. Yeah, screw so. the rush, man. You just go to unleash and just have to use charge. <laughs> it's just <laughs> charge. You get rushed. Oh, great! No, yeah. no, but the charge poison is amazing. I and it's only beast too, for the record. Yeah. It's not all yeah. minions, yeah. so you have to draft your deck in a really specific way there as well. So some of your minions might just be totally useless with your shrine. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd, I'd be curious if people had different experiences, but to me, the RNG was just too punishing. Yeah, that I, I can see you having to play a certain amount of games to, to get that one through just because of possible RNG uh, badness there. Okay, so we got uh, Mage next. So Genalize gen a Mantle. It has spell damage plus one for each spell in your hand. Um, to be honest, like every time I've played against this, I haven't played this one yet, but every time I've played against it, it's been easy. Like no matter if it's like late or if it's early, I haven't had any problems with this guy. Cinderstorms are annoying, you know, things like that, but. Um, overall, I, I didn't really have too much problems with it. I had a great experience with this card. I, I went pretty <laughs> far in a run with it, but I, I kind of threw the run just for the sake of having fun. Yeah. I don't even remember how, but I ended up in a spot where I had three Janalized Mantles. I had, like, duplicated some. I think it, maybe it was actually the card Duplicate. Oh, uh, and I yeah. got some duplicated ones. Yeah. And it was just stacking up spell damage like crazy. I had, like, a, I don't know, 20 damage... Um, uh, Blast Wave, you know, the new card yeah. from Rascal's Rumble. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I it overkilled everything, so I filled my oh hand my gosh, random wow. mage spells, and then, like, it killed my shrines, too, so it was kind of for fun more than anything else, which is, you know, I think that's it's a good, good videos, sign man. that I'm willing to do fun, <laughs> stupid stuff, even by myself, with nobody watching. Like, this wasn't on stream. Like, I was enjoying the experience. So yeah. I sort of threw the game just to like have a crazy moment among myself. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great that's a great sign for the mode. Hearthstone stories, man. <laughs> you got to yeah, got to exactly. got to add to that for sure. Yeah, no, that that's that's uh definitely <laughs> super fun. And you kind of bring up the the really cool element too that people might not realize is that you can have more than one shrine on on the board. Like yeah. you can 
get your opponents frying. Like I, I've done that like a, several times and just, I mean, I've got done it too many times sometimes playing priest, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, so you can, you can have both of them going off like every single turn and, and how they work by the way, guys, is when it, it dies, when your shrine dies, it respawns in three turns. Um, there's an actual card that reduces it to two turns. If you, if you end up choosing that or that a passive, L, um, passive aura or whatever that, that, uh, allows your shrine to, to respawn after two. But for the most part, they they respawn after three turns, so they never die. They always sit on your board, like kind of like the egg used to do uh, for um, uh, Rogue. Rogue has the um, uh, what's it called? Which call it's egg? Uh, the oh gosh, the five three, oh, the five three that shares in the shares in the corpse flower. Yeah, yeah, corpse flower. Yeah, the corpse flower. Yeah. So um, uh, similar kind of effect. It op- it occupies a space on the board. And that can be annoying sometimes, you know, there, there are definitely some cool cards that fill the board too with pirates and things like that. But, um, let's see the next shrine we have here is generalized flame. It's your hero power costs zero. Whenever it kills a minion, refresh it. That's a cool one too. Very, very I, mage like themed in this expansion. It's like super great for, for a lot of the mage cards. Yeah. Cool artwork too. I haven't actually yeah. played this one, but I've heard people reporting a lot of success with it, creating like yeah. great board clear chains with, um, hero power support cards and stuff, but I haven't. I haven't seen. I don't even know if I played against this one. Oh really? Gosh, played against it a couple times. So yeah, maybe once or twice early, and I just don't remember. But uh, people do seem to like this one fairly well, from what I've read. So it must mm-hmm. do some neat things when you support it. Yeah, you definitely need to get like the cards that that obviously buff up your hero power damage as well, and and, and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it it ends up being great for like getting tempo for you because you can just clear so much stuff it's because it's free right it's like right. if you up it to two damage it's like literally free two damage every time you kill something so you can you can even imagine just clearing boards for nothing <laughs> like essentially it's crazy uh generalized pro- progeny is whenever you freeze a character put a frost fire into your hand uh i forget what yeah, a frost fire is i think it's uh i think it's a zero mana deal one damage spell if i'm not mistaken i think if you Ew. click it here on hearthbone <laughs> it'll show yeah. you if you click into it, maybe. Oh yeah. I don't know. I, I did this once before. I don't remember. Maybe there's like a. Oh yeah, frost frostfire. You can click it there in the comments below. It's safe to scroll down. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> there yeah. Zero yeah, yeah, exactly right. Okay, one, one damage. So I, I actually haven't played this one either, but I did read on a tier list that this one was pretty good. I was surprised to see that. I didn't really? think there'd okay. be enough. First off, I didn't think that would do enough, right? Zero mana deal one damage. Yeah. Like, this doesn't do a lot. But beyond that, you got to freeze characters to make that happen. So I guess like one Frost Nova can be a yeah. lot or Blizzard or whatever. But yeah. uh, still, like even if you freeze a whole board, you get seven damage out of it. I guess if you have, you know, spell damage or Wait, uh, support cards. So you can hit face with this thing? Well, no. I mean, That's if fine. you... Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's spell damage. So yeah, you oh. can do seven damage. So if it has like spell damage, you oh. know, if you get two or three spell damage, you can do a ton of damage instantly. I see. Yeah, that's pretty good then. <laughs> so I, I don't know, but is it really against like a 30 health boss? You got to draft correctly, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't played it. So I'm sure it works because people say it does, but I just have trouble <laughs> envisioning it. I don't know. That's interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to try that one out. I'm pretty pretty curious about just the combo elements to that. 
Um, all right, moving on to Paladin. We got Shrivala's three shrines here. The first one's the protection one. After a friendly minion survives damage, give it uh, divine shield. Oh my god, I had some stupid moments with this where I was just doing the dumbest things ever. <laughs> like order. It's like if I was streaming this, order would be typed like like two hundred <laughs> times in the chat like yeah. when I was doing this. But this one like punishes you for order, you know, like doing stuff in the wrong order. So um yeah, this one's pretty interesting. Have you had any experience with this? I it can be I haven't played it, but it can be very <laughs> frustrating to play against oh, because man. Sometimes you just don't have board states. I, I had an instance yeah. where the enemy AI gave it um, uh, Spike Ridge Steed twice. And I, like, I, you know, I had two or three attack minions on board. So I'm like trying to, <laughs> you can't ever get through it because it just keeps getting Divine Shield. So you're just stuck forever. Like you can't yeah. push through because you have to have That's high enough attack yep. stuff on board to push yep. through in one big fell swoop. And I yeah. just couldn't. It was it was tough. I think this one. I, I, one. I feel like this one's a pretty high in on the tier list. I would assume this one was pretty high as well because you can abuse this so hard. Like I mean, like you said, even even just with with um, you know spike ridged and things like that, just adding so much health to it. It's like you, yep. you have to have a big minion pretty early on too, or else this thing's just like never. It's always going to keep getting divine shield. So um, it's. It's nuts. <laughs> I, I it's really really tricky, and, and thankfully the times I I've beaten it, I just happen to have some OP card that gives me like a ten ten on the board as well, you know. So it, it's yeah. ended up working out. And the one thing too about the shrines is they come back at the beginning of the turn. So yeah, even if you kill it early, there's always that one turn in the mid to late game where the AI gets to use the shrine, and if they can do anything overpowered that turn. It's not really much you can do to play around it. Like, if, for instance, it probably came back on turn six and he had Spike Ridge Steed, so I'm just doomed, right? <laughs> you can't really prevent those scenarios. If it came back at the end of the turn, so they weren't able to use it that turn, uh, would completely change the game. It'd probably be worse, frankly, because you'd, you'd be able to play around things so easily. But yeah. uh, it, it creates scary moments. People say just silence it. I, I never get silence. <laughs> like, I, I never well, get those cards anyway. I feel so like I like, tried to. I feel I, like I. I'm not even sure you can you silence them. I did something in one game where I tried to like silence a shrine, or I don't even remember, and it it came up with a voice line that said, "Well, like, you can't silence the shrine, but uh, I guess, oh, you mean, yeah, I guess you can't really because the shrine is like a an aura, basically, right? So right. Well, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know how it works. I tried yeah, to bounce one in my hand it. or something or do something, and and it it gave me a voice line that said like, "Oh, you can't be sneaky or something like that." I forget <laughs> okay. what I did. And it wouldn't let me do what I was supposed to do, but I don't remember the exact interaction. Oh, silence is just a kill. It will just come back. Oh, oh, is that what it is? Oh, I guess, I guess if you silence a shrine, it just it, it considers it's a, a death. Oh, it dies. That's what it is. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't I didn't realize that. Um, Shrivala's Vengeance. So after your hero takes damage, deal five damage to the enemy hero. Oh man, I got owned by this. <laughs> I, got, I got owned by this so hard. Like the like the first three times I played against it, just like right. oh my god, like everything he does damages me. Literally <laughs> everything. Yeah, you got to be careful because you can kill yourself really unfortunately quickly too if you're not if you're not right. careful. There's also like right. some crazy interactions to this one where the enemy will instantly kill itself with things. I don't remember exactly how it works. I saw it on Reddit. You know, it's some pass back and forth of the damage <laughs> right. where you can create a chain where it's just like <laughs> of course if you if you have it yourself that is right because like if it damages you you damage him and if he damage if he has the same thing it damages right him, exactly like, yeah, yeah yeah like a chain i yeah. don't remember the exact interaction but it's cool that moments like that exist it's pretty neat hopefully we don't i mean 
that's why we probably don't have mirrors <laughs> like because of that <laughs> this exact reason uh grace so this one was after you cast a spell on a friendly minion cast a copy of it on this one yeah this i don't know this is very similar to a card we have right so it, it's, yeah it's, um, it's like um yeah I, I haven't played or played against this one i don't think so i don't have a whole lot of insights on this one i mean it, it makes sense if you can get a deck to support it but i have a feeling that's going to be hard to do just getting enough good spells that, that support it, you know, and then having it on board at that time. Yeah. I feel like your deck's going to be split between minions and buffs and just, it feels like it's probably never going to line up nicely, as far as I can tell. Yeah, because you have to use, like, part of your mana on putting a minion down, and then part of your mana on a buff, or all of it on right. a buff, and then it just goes on this, and just doesn't feel as... as right, because uh, you're efficient. not buffing the, the yeah. shrine itself because then you lose the effect, right. so exactly, right. you're, you're splitting up a lot of different ways. Seems like it's going to be awkward to Use, yeah. But I haven't used it, so maybe it's cleaner than I think, or easier than I think. Yeah, definitely gonna have to try that one now. Okay, we got the priest one. So these are our um, Bomsamdi's uh, shrines. So first one, Sanctum. Your death rattle triggers two additional times, which which is three total death rattles. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is pretty crazy when it happens over and over. But I have to say, like when I did play the priest ones, I haven't finished it yet with the priest one yet. But uh, or the the issue that I had, I ran into a lot, was just the it was really a tempo thing. Like the the tempo element in the beginning for priests is so slow, and they just they just kill this first all the time. Right. So it takes a while before this actually really swings to your favor. Um, but once you just get it one time, it's huge for you. It's, it's like it could be a harvest golem. You get three th two ones. I mean, that's like freaking amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I had the exact same experience. Like it was good ahead when I was dictating the trades, but as soon as I fell behind, it was really hard to make this work because they kill yeah. the shrine first, and then they kill your death rattles. And you don't get yeah. the bonus. Also, I felt like a lot of the death rattles I was getting offered were more like card draw centric as opposed to tempo centric. So things like Dead Ringer is in the list, yeah, yeah. Crystalline Oracle. So they weren't like impacting the board. They were more about resources and card advantage. And that just wasn't working out well with the Shrine's effect. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of at odds with itself. And I, I think I got fairly far with it despite that. But it just nice. didn't have that power in the, in the late run to get me over the hump. And then, of course, as I mentioned previously, I lost to this one pretty hard uh, <laughs> on my final boss for the best deck I had, which was with the Discard Warlock Shrine we'll talk about in a minute. So I, I kind of hate this one. <laughs> it's <all laughs> my, my best chance at victory so far. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's, it's pretty fun. I mean, definitely some of the you know big moments are like you know healing three times and removing three things on the board i mean there's there's some really cool death rattles that that have huge impacts like in, in how the game swings not just tempo wise uh so bonsanti's tome is after you cast a spell add a random priest spell to your hand i don't like this i didn't like this one very much it's uh, um, it's Lyra, right? It's yeah, just Lyra. It's, it's just energy cool. all over this one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard people say this one can be overpowered if you get like radiant elementals in yeah. your draft and you play mm -hmm. them all together. You can yeah. basically like OTK people with either mind blasts or, or um, you know, divine spirit or fire stuff somewhat mm -hmm. consistently. I mean, obviously not that consistently because you got to get the random cards, but yeah. it, it essentially allows you to create crazy moments and kind of steal wins that wouldn't otherwise be possible. But I haven't played this one yet, so I, I haven't yeah. uh, experienced that. But I want to try it. I think it does look fun, if if not particularly consistent. Yeah, I mean, I just I just played Lyra so much that this is exactly Lyra. So <laughs> it's it's the reason I don't like it isn't because it's hard. It's just it's just not new, you know, for me. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So the covenant is healing enemies. <laughs> healing enemies damages them instead. So 
<laughs> yeah, every time you throw one of your, you know, the lights, the light shall burn you. You're actually burning them. <laughs> so yeah. it's uh, it's kind of fun that way. Yeah, the emote finally fits. Yeah, yeah this, know, one's, right? this one's cool because it's not Akenai Soul Priest, right? Like that when yeah, I first saw yeah. it, I was like, oh, it's just Akenai no, Soul Priest, it's but it's not because it's only damaging the enemies. So Circle of mm -hmm. Healing damages the enemy minions, but still heals your minions. Yeah. So it's much much better than something like Akenai Soul Priest. And allows you to do some pretty crazy stuff. Uh, I haven't played this one, but I've played against it, and I've had that sort of healing thing happen and swing yeah. the game and cost me the game. And so. just to be clear, like even if they're not damaged, they get they get damaged by like oh, yeah. healing. Yeah. yeah, just making sure people understand that as well. It's yeah, like, it's a crazy clear yeah. swing. It's like a huge heal on your side and a huge clear on the opponent's side. So. Yeah. <laughs> the big time swing card suddenly. And I mean, just the hero power becomes a really flexible two damage ping all mm -hmm. of a sudden, right? There's yeah. all kinds of ways to use this. Regenerates become huge burst damage for zero mana. <laughs> I you know, know, it's crazy. So it's you can nuts. do all kinds of neat things with it, yeah. All right, so going on to Rogue here, uh, we've got Bottled Terror. So your other minions have stealth. Um, and Death Rattle, give your minions plus two attack. So this is like the only shrine that has a Death Rattle, I believe. Like, I yeah, think, I don't think any of the others have death rattles. I think um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like the unique element to that. Um, but yeah, this one's clearly a tempo-centric one, and uh, I would feel I, I would think this was a pretty easy one because of that. Well, it's um, I like the stealth aspect because you can do some really crazy stuff with it, like just build weird boards that are hard to deal with, or stick neat little minions on there that do cool things, but. It's just so easily killed. Yeah. And even though the death rattle is you can't even a, protect a bonus. It. <laughs> it, yeah, you can't protect because it, it doesn't have stealth, right? Yeah. Like and you can't yeah. give your other minions taunt to protect it because they have stealth because they're in permanent stealth. Yeah. So yeah. there's this weird dilemma where it it potentially creates cool moments, but as soon as you fall behind and they kill it instantly, all of its upside is gone. Like the plus two attack has never paid off enough for me to make up for losing the stealth. So even though there is that bonus built into it dying, I, yeah. I feel like I never get enough return on that value with the plus two attack. Because maybe it's just two minions or something. It's not enough damage. Mm -hmm. It just yeah. doesn't, doesn't swing the game hard enough to pull anything off. So I've actually tried this one twice, I think. And despite the stealth shenanigans, I never got anywhere with it. I just couldn't. Did you try like a, like a bunch of small minions? You know, in, in, well, in yeah, I think that, the or? base deck has like a fairly small list. I don't remember exactly what the base... Deck looks. This actually shows if you scroll down a little yeah, bit here. Here we go. The offerings, but here we go. Um, yeah, yeah. So he has like Southie deckhands and Defias ringleaders. Oh, God, that's, that's a big weird. core of your deck, no matter what you do. Like even as you start to draft bigger stuff, like this is still going to be a big part of it. So like a stealth ship cannon, for instance, with lots of pirates. Oh is cool. my God! But as soon as they kill the bottled terror, it which just they will, harm. which they will yeah, every single time. It's, yeah, like, it's gonna go. So. As you get to those mid mid run bosses, suddenly they can do some really cool stuff with their shrines, and it just doesn't do enough. It doesn't have enough oomph to yeah. get you over. Them. Gotcha. Uh, Treasure from below. We talked about it earlier. You know, this is the one that started your turn. Steal a card from your opponent's deck, and it costs two less. And you steal some good cards that you can play on turn one sometimes, which is insane. <laughs> like, so um, yeah, this card. I think this one's just like super good. Um, and let's see, the last one is Pirate's Mark. After you cast a spell, cast it again on the same target. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't played this one. I don't know this one too well. I mean, it's I like thought electra. through some spells when I was reviewing it initially, 
you know, some some things like, you know, face damage is cool with eviscerate, but also eviscerate's maybe not good on minions all the time. Like maybe it is if you have an eight health minion out there, but sometimes it's just going to be overkill or wasted. Uh, it's just not going to do all that much because the one spell use is often lining up nicely. Yeah. So, and you have to have the right sort of spells. It just It's one of those that feels like it has too many conditions to meet to make it good. But I haven't had the experience yet, so maybe maybe it lines up better than I would imagine. Sprint, you can, you can, <laughs> you can get eight cards. Yes. I don't know about you, but I haven't had many many shrine game or, or rumble run games where I was able to sprint. <laughs> Maybe when you have thirty five cards seven, or whatever it is. Yeah, sacrifice yeah. a seven mana tempo loss is usually. Yeah, a tough thing to do, that's so. true. That's true. But the value, the value is real. Cragwaz <laughs> uh, lure. We're going sh- uh, shaman now. After you overload, give your minions that much attack. Oh yeah, this one. I got the computer unloaded on me on this one. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh he like crushing hand me and he did like a, a earth elemental or something. And I was like, oh. Oh, 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 how do I get rid of these guys? These guys all have like seven and eight damage now. So yeah, can be definitely can be a crazy combo, like bloodlust, permanent bloodlust fields <laughs> to this. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played as this one, but I I, I think I played against it fairly early and i think if you get ahead of it it's not so bad but you're right as soon as they can swing with a crazy turn it could cause some major problems and it's permanent too like whatever you yeah. get it's it's really really rough if they have any kind of board uh tribute from the tides uh, this is your battle cry trigger two additional times so pretty similar to the death rattle one but this was this is more battle cries which is we got some awesome battle cries out there as well so uh, you can kind of imagine how amazing this Yeah, I think this people like this one a lot. Yeah, yeah this one apparently led to some great runs and good results. Oh, I can imagine. Crazy yeah, stuff. a lot of board impact and uh, even value impact too. Sometimes drawing cards and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it, it works in multiple directions and is very consistent and predictable. So I think people like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Kragwan's gra- no, grace. Uh, your spells cost two less. So this is a zero ten though. So this thing is pretty much there for at least two turns. Like I think it has the highest health total of all shrines. Right? Yeah, I think the yeah. Rest, he got it eight, maybe or seven. Yeah, that's that's nuts. And it's it's the uh, if you get unstable evolution, call it a day, right? Because you mm-hmm. get infinite unstable evolutions. You can right do it forever. That, yeah, exactly. Which is cool, but you got to get unstable. I don't think unstable evolution is a part of its base deck, right? I think you have to draft it. Is that right? Yeah. Or, for sure. I would no. It, it should absolutely <laughs> it not be part of this. Found, yeah. Oh, right. no, yeah, yeah. Like if it, it would well, be totally no, you gotta broken. go to the third one. You gotta click Krogwaz oh, yeah, there. I think. But yeah, yeah, um, that would be totally broken. Spells to start with, but uh, yeah, but still, I mean, it creates a lot of tempo advantage if you can, you know, just feral spirits early and stuff is is pretty exciting on on turn one. So uh, yeah, I mean, Rain of Toads is actually quite quite nice too as well. So if you get, you know, especially if you get discounted, but this this one obviously. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this would be like four mana, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Four mana for three, two, fours. Pretty sweet. Uh, okay, going, moving on to Warlock, uh, Blood Pact. Your spells cost, wait, your, yeah, your spell costs health instead of mana. So very much a Blood Bloom type of feel to it. And hmm, it's all right. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, I, I think, I think there's too much risk, honestly. Like, it, it it starts to hurt, you know. Like it it it, it, it you can't yeah. sacrifice that much health usually. So it, especially late game, like you just don't have that much extra to work with, and the tempo advantage often isn't worth it. There's no like ultimate infestation for a warlock, right? Where they right. can make some insane turn one play and get out way ahead. 
most of the spells just don't do enough, you know? Well, you're um, removing stuff, but I think that none of the spells actually add anything to the board, right? Right, like, like if you hit a you, really good Bane of Doom or right. something into a Void Lord, like there are those possibilities, but Twisting Nether, for instance, is not something you want to cheat out on turn one. There's yeah, not that many yeah. great great payoffs for this to, to make it worth it, I've found. So yeah, exactly. Falls pretty short. It's probably pretty tough, but... Uh, I'm sure it's it's good to have these challenges, right? Like, there's got to be some that are hard. Otherwise, it would be yeah, uh, exactly. Wouldn't be as fun. Uh, dark that, that increases the replayability too. Like, it gives you reasons right. to like nobody wants to just beat it once and then be done. Well, mm -hmm. probably some people do just to get the <laughs> card back. But there are those people who want to have every shrine out there, and you want a varying set of experiences. So, absolutely. right. Dark reliquary. Uh, whenever you discard a card, summon a random beast. That's fun. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So. Yeah, I uh, I had uh, this was my best run with this one because you can do some really crazy stuff. Like random demon means you can get a doom guard on turn one if you play a discard card on turn yeah. one, right? Mm -hmm. like, and and that's an enormous swing. And and really, even the low rolls aren't that bad. Like even just getting a void walker or whatever is still I, a minion for free because your discard card often is a good card too. You don't like discarding things, of course, but uh, there are enough. I found, at least in my run, there were enough discard support card draw options. I got like I got two High Priestess Jekylliks, I think, in my deck that I was able to piece together the stuff necessary to support this. Yeah. And then it just was all upside. It was really, really cool. Yeah, no, definitely. The, the discard cards in this expansion, too, are really fun. I, I just just like playing that deck. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely had some fun with this this one already. Uh, Harik's Hunger. So, this is whenever you your hero takes damage on your turn, the enemy hero takes it instead. So, uh, yeah, basically any any of the hero powers or, you know, flame imps and all that good stuff, you know, you're not you're not getting any negative elements to that, any penalties to that. <laughs> your yeah. your hero or your opponent takes it all. So, that's that's pretty cool. That's definitely great. Yeah, I had a decent run with this one. And this is the one now I remember that had the crazy interaction with the Paladin Shrine we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Create the infinite chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, a, that's a cool thing to see. I'm glad they <laughs> left that in. So yeah, I, I like this one pretty well, actually. I think it removes the big downside and mm -hmm. can help you kill the opponent pretty quickly, which can help you get over the hump. That's yeah, nice. And so the Warlock one's got a lot of flavor to them. It's definitely fun. I don't know if they're so hard outside than maybe the first one, but um, let's see. The Warrior, this is the last one, I believe. Yeah, the Warrior's the last one. Uh, Akali's champion, the minion attack is always equal to your armor. Uh, this minion's attack is always equal to your armor. So that, I, I've seen some very big <laughs> Akali's <laughs> champions because yeah. of just, you know, again, it's the dyna dynamic I was talking about before where you have to either chip him away like his actual hero way and there's a lot of ways for them to get armor right now like in in those card pools or you have to just kill this guy and it's it can be really challenging once they get you know super big akali champions right yeah i had a good i had a good run with this one i don't remember why i ended up losing i think just something crazy happened but uh, I, I felt like it was pretty easy. Even just on like turn two, having a two eight often traded into yeah, something in an good. impactful way. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, and then you're snowballing from there. So uh, there, I think there's always that point where it, it kind of, uh, you know, turn three, turn four, it finally dies. And then you feel like you're a little bit helpless if you haven't established a good board advantage. And that can sometimes be hard if you're spending your mana on acquiring armor instead. So there's a little bit of a risk-reward and a balance, like finding the right mm -hmm. level of committing to the board state or committing to your armor. 
because if you lose this guy, you've kind of invested in the wrong angle. So I think I probably personally need to get better at doing that to make this one work. I think that's probably why yeah. I fell short, but I think it creates some cool opportunities. I think this is the one where you can kind of game just knowing what the AI does. You know, like the AI is going to always attack this dude. So, you know, you can kind of take advantage sometimes and just like tempo out your board, knowing that this guy is basically a taunt for your the AI. Right, right, And, right. Uh, you know, so I, I think using the armor as a, um, I mean, as like a, a uh, safety valve is like, you know, it's amazing. It's like a great play anyways. So having it as a safety valve is always like super strong, at least in the first like three turns. It's like super, it's going to be around for that long unless it you get really unlucky and they kill it right, you know, right. with some crazy card. Um, but the next one's a war drum. After you summon a dragon, reduce the cost of dragons in your hand by one. This is also an eight health shrine. So, uh, you know, it's not as big of a you know I, I don't know like you can get like completely a dragon centric deck but these kind of these cost reductions in your hands i've never been a huge fan of those at least for as a um you know as a guaranteed value type of thing it's a little bit conditional and generally those those are generally weaker yeah this one's so narrow right like it's summoning a dragon activates it right it's only good with dragons so not only do you have to draft the deck in a specific way which Sometimes fine. limits yeah, just fine. how you build your deck, and it's mm -hmm. more minion based as opposed to reactionary, and so on and so forth. But it's just mm -hmm. how often do things line up well? You know, you're creating yeah. all these conditions, and it's often awkward, or you're forced to play something you don't really want to play it. And then even then, the payoff is delayed. Like the discounts take a few turns probably to really <laughs> materialize. So I, I agree. I, I just think this one falls pretty far short of what I would hope out of a shrine. I think this one's tough. All right, and finishing it off, Akali's Horn, which is your minions have overkill. This can attack again. Okay, so, I mean, Akali's Horn has to have something on it to be able to, right? Or, no, the the minions so, that, oh, the minions that attack and overkill can attack yeah, again. Yeah, it's kind of okay. like the Hunter one we saw yeah, previously. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it's it. the same problem as that one, too, where you have to be ahead because overkill only works when you're right. attacking, and that means you got to have stuff ahead. As soon as you fall behind... This thing is absolutely useless. And even then, it's always uh, kind of forcing you to to trade when, you know, I mean, I guess it's kind of a free trade, but it may not always look good for what you're trying to do with your board state. So it's introducing awkward moments and a little bit of friction in how you utilize it. So again, just yeah. a lot of checks and conditions on making this guy work, yeah, which yeah. is really, really tough. Okay. Yeah, so it sounds like the, the warrior ones are a bit more challenging, I'd say, overall. Um, but yeah, so that, that really sums it up. I mean, I think it's a lot of fun. You know, I think that I've just really tip of the iceberg. You know, I haven't gotten a chance to play through all, even just like getting one with all nine classes quite yet. So I'm looking forward to doing it. It's, uh, it's great that anybody can play it. You know, it's, I think it's, uh, my, you know, my sons have been having fun even just like playing it and getting a chance to play a lot of the cards, you know, new cards. So we didn't even talk about the rumble specific cards. Like, why don't we, I want to take a quick look at those real fast. Yeah, the, uh, different, there, uh, there's some teammates, awesome ones. Yeah. Recruit. There's some They're really, cool. really and they yeah. have neat synergies too with the shrines. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just kind of looking through. I'm not. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll definitely link them. You can kind of find them in the in notes, guys. Whenever you want to look. But uh, anything that specifically stand out to you? Um, um let's see. I gotta. Yeah, I don't know the names. Yeah, of exactly. Uh, some of these shrines have like very similar effects to the. Yeah, we we talked about packs with the Loa previously. Your shrine shrines mm -hmm. revive in two turns instead of three. Right. I mean, right. Make, uh, that can make. Uh, Pretty big difference. Uh, start the game with a copy of your shrine. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. That can do some silly stuff. Um, 
I uh, haven't played with but a couple of fav- these. That the I favor of the gods has the one where it's like all your adjacent minions have taunt, so it just like naturally protects it. Right. That's kind of yeah. nice. Um, I did. I think I had that one once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's some that draw like. Oh, here we go. So, the Boom Reaper draws cards until your hand is full, which can be good. It can be bad as well. If yeah. you're like fatigue is is a sometimes fatigue has been a challenge. Yeah. In run. I've been surprised. Like running out of cards is a real issue. Like. Like hand size is often less relevant than than fatigue, which is often counterintuitive to yeah. start to players. A lot of time, you just want all the cards. Yeah, and these are just neutral passes, by the way. These aren't class specific. So there's one that cards in your hand. It gives your shrine death rattle cards in your hands cost two less. Eh, that's pretty good actually. Um, but getting into the druid ones, let's see. Um, your deck with the highest. I'm trying to. I gotta, re- I gotta refresh my memory. I know, me too. Like I'm trying to. They're not quite as identifiable as the shrines that are there yeah. every time. The fan favorite. I remember this one. It gives you. It gives your hero a plus ten attack this turn, when it overkills. I mean, it's really tricky because it's a giant minion itself. It's like a six mana ten ten. But if if you overkill, then it gives your hero like a ten attack, and so you. It, it, it's that dynamic of whether you can't like go face with both of them. You can only right. only go uh, face with one of them. But it's kind of a free minion clear while still getting some yeah. face damage, which is a nice little bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Astral Raptor's basically patron, grim patron, <laughs> old school grim patron. Rush yeah. overkill summon another Astral Raptor. <laughs> like yeah, you just fill that cool. board. I can't believe the name is not more like referential to the. Patron, I know. You know? Like, I know. Yeah, Astral patron. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Grim Raptor. Raptor. I would have liked to see Raptor patron with like you know, it's like a yeah. Raptor that's like holding a mug. Or oh, something. okay, okay, like, yeah, that, that would have been pretty you know? good. It totally <laughs> would have been good. <laughs> uh, see any of the hunter ones? Uh, let's see. Um, trying. I think I played with the Battle Starved the Lynx at one point, which uh, I mean, again, I didn't feel like the card advantage really mattered all that much in the uh, Rumble Run. So I, I don't know. It was good stats, I think, for its cost, but beyond that, it just didn't uh, didn't really pay off as much as I'd hoped. I think I would have preferred better options. Mm-hmm. Slam and Jam is interesting. Double the attack of all your other minions. That's that sounds insane. Uh, yeah, if you have the right stuff on board, crazy. Yeah. that's a win. I mean, even if you just have—I mean, even if you just have like a leash, it's, it's still like plus one to all your minions. That's like yeah. it's still amazing. Yeah, plus one at a minimum, really. Yeah. Well, I guess zero cost or zero attack. Yeah, minions, yeah. But, sure. But uh, yeah. okay, kind of moving on to mage. Let's see any of these? Uh, fill your hand with arcane missiles, baby. <laughs> yes, which is honestly pretty that's, good. Like, that's really so good. As soon as you get spell damage, too, that's that's yeah. Kinda... You have the shrine with plus one. Oh my I, god! I always loved uh, the card Ronin. Remember Ronin? Yeah, Ronin. Back in the day, Everybody Death Rattle had three <laughs> arcane missiles. Like that yeah. was cool. And this is like the way better version of that. So Dude, brings back some good memories. Fire Slinger is the mage cannon. It's a fireball cannon. Look at that. I, you oh, cast yeah, a spell, yeah. No, I had cast this card a with, fireball. I had this card with the uh, the spell damage. Holy smokes. And the spell damage applies to these. Oh so I was God. firing like 10 damage fireballs every time oh, I would cast a spell. Oh my God. And I somehow still didn't win that rumble run. <laughs> I like There were two games where I just absolutely dominated. I like cleared their board oh, and I man. dealt like a ton of damage, you know, with like 10 damage fireballs. 
Uh, Wait, but then so, I, I just didn't line up the the, the time. Other. Wait, than can that. we only Man, get one of these guys? I forget. Like, I, can we get I, two? I, of these I've only guys? ever gotten one in a. In okay. A single, okay. I don't think I've ever. Gotten God, can you imagine get the arcane just... missiles and this guy? <laughs> oh my God. Oh man, that'd be insane. Man of Flames there is pretty cool with the um, sure good with the um, the uh, hero power shrine for mage because it upgrades your hero power. It's dealing yeah. two. You get zero cost, two damage hero powers chaining. You know, pseudo infinitely as long as you can clear minions. That's pretty cool. Yeah, That's definitely. Cool option. Um, okay, wait. See, so you're also frozen minion. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's go on to paladin here. Uh, there's another one. Draw all spells into your hands full, but paladin spells they kind of suck. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of sucky ones. Um, let's see, divine. Uh, after oh after a, a character is healed destroy a random enemy minion oh my god that that, cool. that sounds pretty good you gotta have the uh, deck to support it though and sometimes you've yeah. already like picked a few you know draft pools before you pick these so you don't know that your deck is really gonna line up with it all that well right like you kind of mm. have to get a little bit lucky the walking fort oh, I think I love is, that is pretty yeah great. dude what, what was the other card that was like that before I used to love that card there was the um. Oh, it was like a mage uh, card or something, right? The mage right? It was, card, the yeah. armor, I can't remember the name of it. But it yeah. wasn't that the hero can only take one damage at a time. It wasn't that the minion. Yeah, it, well, it's something like that, yeah. But I, I love the concept, though. It was just like, you know, having you know, having whatever spells or stuff that fire multiple times, you know, was like more advantageous than the actual, you know, pyroblast or anything like that. So I love the concept, though. This is really, yeah. really cool. Now that I see this, I, I think if I'm if I'm not crazy... No, maybe not. I, can, can the enemy AI have these cards too? I feel like I had to play against this somehow. Oh, yeah. They definitely now. have these cards so, too, right? I feel like I maybe this got like a spiker seed or something on it and I had to attack through it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Maybe they like <laughs> stole it from my hand or something even. I don't remember exactly. There was oh, that would be painful. You had to hit 11 times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Good there luck, are man. The only situations this card could create. I mean, I like to think about these cards too, like in the context of real Hearthstone. Like, obviously, yeah. they'd all be overpowered, but taking kind of the mechanics or toning down the stats or upping the cost and seeing if they're things that could fit into Hearthstone. Oh. Like, this might be a mechanic you could put into Hearthstone, a, a much smaller minion that's lower cost or something, you know, right. to synergize with Paladin buffs. It might be too good. But so, so, like you, so apparently, you can get two of these guys. So, um, I just oh, never okay. realized it. I don't know why. I just wasn't. I, don't <laughs> I guess I'm not yeah. not paying close that too too close attention there. But yeah, so having two of these guys, you can combo some amazing things if you can do that. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's why it's so fun. Um, okay, moving on to priests, we've got uh, a couple. A summon two random death rattle minions. Wow, death rattle for a six seven is summon two random death rattle minions. That's crazy. I played this, That's, but I found out pretty quickly there are some bad death rattle there, minions. There are, both, but it's still good. Ones, but also just like low cost ones. Yeah. So, but 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 it also can go with a shrine where you get the, the, the death rattle circus <laughs> three times, and then you get six. Oh death my minions. god! That's amazing. <laughs> of one gas spoiler, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty cool. No, that sounds crazy to me. I mean, it's already a decently statted minions at seven seven, so. Steal two spells from your opponent's deck. Eh. Adding three. Oh, this one was interesting. I did the, the Bloodwash Medic. I had this one for a while. It's a it's a three mana three five rush overkill. Add three healing spells to your deck, and you can get this like with you know like uh, Light Wardens and things like that. Like added to your deck. Oh, it, right, it's right. crazy. Like I was overflowing with like heal cards. It was insane. 
So um, yeah, I've heard the Conjuring Attendant is really good with the Priest Shrine that re- that uh, gives you a random spell, the Lyra <laughs> the Shrine, Lyra, yeah, because it's like a super raiding elemental, right? It reduces it by two, not just by one. So you can really change. You just wait until you get exactly like the spell you want, basically. Yeah. Just keep changing you until you get it. Everything, because you know, there's a lot of free spells that are two or less mana, so you right. can go for a long, long time. That's which insane. is pretty cool. Insane. Uh, Rogue. Let's see. Oh, can we talk about Raging Contender oh, real quick? Okay. Okay. I yeah, hate yeah. This card, this card has single-handedly stolen <laughs> multiple runs from me. It's, it's so crazy. good, man. It's great. It removes something, too. Like, I, I've it's used this card crazy. multiple times. It will times. clear your shrine and yeah. drop, like, six pirates on board or five if it hangs around. Yeah. And often those are, like, I've, I had one where it was three South Sea captains. So the whole Dude. board was buffed. Dude, I had some amazing <laughs> moments like, with this guy. Like I, uh, I killed some taunted giant with him, filled the board, and I had cannon in my hand. It was yeah, oh, dude. Man. It was so I, good. Sure it feels good to play, but it feels <laughs> terrible to lose to. I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. it, it is I a pretty broken card. card I love the artwork though. The artwork is amazing. This dude is just carrying it's like, a, it's shark a shark bazooka. <laughs> Like a shark it's so good. You can imagine it's walking so in the arena, good. throwing a shark at like at people yeah. and stuff. That's awesome. So honestly, oh, the, the lobster rock taste tester artwork's great too. It's like a lobster chef. It's it's really good. <laughs> right. How, how about these. the? So what do you think of the pesky rascal? Because this this is a card that I every time it comes up, it's like in my my brain is telling me that this is a super good card, but. You know, like, I don't know why it keeps telling me that because I never have cold bloods and I never have, you know, like, I never have anything to buff this guy. So, well, it's what like, is the uh, interaction with it with, um, with taunts? Like, if you give it taunts, can you ever lose, like, to minions? At I least? don't think like, you can give it taunt. Yeah. You, you're you not allowed. Oh, no. Oh, immune, immune yeah. minions when they get taunt become yeah. on, they, like, they don't really have taunt. They're, they're, yeah. Taunt. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but you can't buff it, right? Like, you can't buff it up. And, and I believe. You can. Yeah, you should never, be able to give it. You should yeah. be able to give it cold bloods and everything else. The, the problem yeah. is it's cost, right? It's like a little expensive for a one one. You got to invest in it pretty heavily. So like a dread. Seed. It's like more <laughs> shenanigans than like consistent value, I suspect. Yeah, but you know it's permanently on the board. You know, like that, and there's not very many minions like that. So I kind of feel like, oh, that, that seems like it should be good. <laughs> you know? I guess if you have the exact right deck for it, maybe right, you do right. Some cool stuff. Yeah. The shark tooth harpooner is great with the um the the shrine that steals. You know, literally every single turn it steals something from your opponent. So you're just getting free. At that point, it's discount. It's discounted six. Like you basically right. just free cards. It's it's yeah. insane. Like the tempo That's swing on cool. it. And also, yeah. just the stat line for a two drop is pretty. pretty yeah, four, three, are a lot of these. Right? Most three. of these are good stat lines, but that's a really good stat line yeah. for a two. That's exciting. Yeah, the the parrot mascot's kind of interesting. It's got that. Uh, it's got that shaman, um, uh, Krogwall element to it. Yep. You know, like. Add a copy of each card you've played this turn to your hand. It's kind of cool. Uh, all right, moving on to Shaman. We've got, uh, let's see. Actually, I, I haven't played Shaman at all, so I'm not very familiar with with these. Uh, Overlord of three of your opponent's mana crystals. <laughs> wow. It's a one mana 4-4 four, four battle cry overload three of your opponent's actually mana huge, crystals. Really Holy huge. crap. That, yeah, you get one turn in the skip early game. a turn, basically. It's really, really you're, you're, yeah. you're not best to play it on turn one, right? Because then you're not maxing the overload value. So there's kind of a, when's the right time to play this? You can still play it on turn one because it's a 4-4, four, four, right? Like, I mean, just forcing good, your, but, your opponent to skip a turn is pretty powerful. Like, depending But on you can also try to wait till, say, their turn three, so they skip a more important turn. Or yeah, like turn sure, four or five, sure. so that you give them like an awkward... Yeah. Uh, 
reduction. So they, I like that. I yeah, think it's cool, it's cool that there's a balance. Like, do you go full in on aggression and play it on turn one, or do you try to make the overload work? I think that's a really neat design. I'd actually like to see that a little bit in Hearthstone proper. Clearly not the stat line, because this would be broken, but that effect kind of fixed in, in balance, I think it would be neat, because I like disruption like that. Overloading your opponent's a neat idea. Yeah. Uh, timing it correctly, kind of like that Lotheb style of thing, and, and certainly fitting for, uh, for Shaman as well. I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, these are definitely very value-centric, all these Shaman cards. There, there are a lot of drawing elements to it, like War Heralder, add three. You know, if you overkill, it has Rush. You know, a random Shaman spell, add three random Shaman spells to your hand. Croak, Jouster, discover spell if you're overloaded, keep all three. <laughs> Gotta love, I, lo I love those cards. Whenever you get to keep all three. Right, uh, right. So yeah, so Shaman ones are pretty fun. I don't know, I don't think any of them are crazy powerful, but they seem to all have like limited value, you know, like not not potentially crazy unlimited <laughs> unlimited value. Yeah, so. and I think the shrines for Shaman, there's quite a few good shrines. Like two of the shrines are pretty neat. And and synergize yeah. with spell stuff too here, which is clearly what they're trying to pull off. So I think yeah. it's a good package as well. Okay, Warlock. So uh I'm trying You're to think about these. <clears throat> the Warp Stalker I had a cool interaction with, with um, High Reek's Hunger, the one that deals damage to um, your opponent. So if you get this to stick on board, you can oh, life wow. tap four or five times and deal like 10 damage to your opponent and draw five cards, which is sometimes <laughs> enough to like secure lethal, right? Like it's a 10 yeah. damage burst. It's a pyroblast <laughs> that draws you five cards. Dude. And since it has permanent stealth, you can sometimes camp it out for a while. You don't have to attack <laughs> with it necessarily. So. That's pretty insane. Uh, let's see. Fill your hand. The random spells add takes damage at a random. Okay. Yeah, the Ravenous Familiar worked really well in my discard lock deck as well. It's just a good, clean discard. It has rush and overkill. You discard uh, lowest cost cards. You know what you're discarding, and you yeah. draw a card to replace it. So it's pretty much like the dream discard support card, which was yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely nice. Yeah, some of these are yeah, just meh, but. You know, the vile necro doctor is a big time heal. Works, yeah. He <laughs> can it, do some crazy stuff. It's definitely good, but it's just yeah. It's it's not like one of those not, game winning yeah. super value cards that that you might expect yeah. out of these, right? Yeah, it's a dust breaker basically that life steals as well, which is yeah. pretty amazing. But it's uh, not too interesting, especially when you get into bigger minions like later game. Um, Okay, well, definitely uh, interesting cards there. And last thing, we got Warrior here. Uh, very dragon -centric. There's definitely some cards here that are very dragon-centric. Um, oh, the Iron Horde Drummer is one that I, I really liked. It's uh, your your minions can't be reduced below one health on your turn. So it was it's just like concentrating with, with my entire board, and it just remains on the board. It's like right. so good. And when, and when you have the totem on the board, they they prioritize the totem so this guy just sits there for mm. it's so right. crazy yeah you get a lot of return value on it i think the mm. unbound punisher is pretty crazy dude, yeah. just like the swing potential on that dude is nuts i played right into <laughs> it like, tons of destroying like that's yeah. great like a ultimate death wing right like it's yeah. so cool no when you're playing against warrior you have to be wary of this card i played right into it like the first time I played against, I'm like just dumping everything. I'm, oh, I'm gonna win this, like super easy. <laughs> I'm about to like finish it, and then Unbound Punisher just cleared yeah. my board and gave him you, you like, lose seven like minutes. You get four, minute they gave fourteen armor, armor so, yeah, yeah, fourteen armor, whatever. And so it was insane. That 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 card is crazy good. Uh, 
Anything else here? Uh, the other ones. Whenever I you think gain Season's Pit Brawler is kind of a cool idea for regular Hearthstone. Whenever you gain armor, gain twice as much. Mm-hmm. It would have to be a higher cost card, I think, in real Hearthstone. But I think it's an idea you could almost play with. It just you'd have to be careful. Things like bring it on, you know, twenty yeah. armor would be pretty nuts. So it'd have to cost like a lot, maybe a legendary or something. But it's a it's a card I wouldn't hate seeing in the real game. Gosh, twenty armor, and then you have the shrine that gives them freaking the armor converts into his attack or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh yeah. my god! Like instant kill. Yeah, yeah, and they get to attack with it too on that turn. You know, like when it when it when it revives in the beginning, it 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 doesn't have. Um, uh, what call it? Sickness? Does it like? Uh, uh, like is it sleep sickness? Uh, sleep like, sickness? Like, does I don't think yeah. it does. Right? Um, like, the, because when the computer was doing it, I felt like they could attack that turn. Like anytime. I think you can attack that turn. Now that you yeah. say it, I'm like it's not 100 sure, but I feel like I was doing that. I. <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, oh, was I? Yeah, I, I know for sure that the computer was doing it because I was like super aware of it. After the start of the start of turn phase, or does it happen like before? The start of turn phase. I think it happens. I think it's considered it's it doing it before the start of turn before phase. the actual yeah. start of the turn. Yeah, and that's a huge nuance. Like, like it'll lose you games if you don't realize that. So, oh yeah, that's yeah. A big deal. Just heads up on that. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, Rumble Run, guys. Lots of new content there. Definitely check it out. You know, highly encourage it. Um, before we move on, just want to let you guys know we're also sponsored today by Mint Mobile. If you guys have never used Mint Mobile, it's a great mobile service that's uh, you know very uh, easy to set up. One of those like you know mostly online. So you just go to the website mintmobile.com and you can. Uh, sign up, sign up with it right now with mintmobile.com/value, and they have a holiday promotion that's twenty dollars for three months of service. I, I don't think you're gonna beat that, and, and that comes with like unlimited, uh, um, unlimited data as well as uh, it uses the the fastest um, uh, networks, you know, just uh, in the nation. And um, super easy to switch over. Just continue using the the uh, accounts or the number that you currently have. They have like the, this great um, instruction that they send. They send you this box basically when you order it, and it comes with a SIM card and it comes with this like instructions on how to like transfer your over your your number immediately. So um, oh, it's not it's not unlimited data. Sorry, it's unlimited talk and text, but it's five gigahertz of uh, uh gigabytes of, of data each month. So um, plenty to play Hearthstone with, obviously. And I mean, maybe not to download Hearthstone. You, I don't think you want you want to wait on the downloads. Go go to go. You know, definitely use some Wi-Fi for that. But when it comes to actually playing, you know, it's definitely great for for doing that. And uh, you know, they've been sponsoring the show last few episodes, so it's been definitely awesome. But yeah, definitely check them out. It's like super easy. I think my my box even came with like you know a little little cool you know, mug and stuff too. So I think that's what so comes along with, with what you get as well. Previews are nice. Yeah. 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 So check that out. Minmobile.com slash value. And, uh, again, it's a holiday deal, so it's not going to last forever. This is like, you know, the, I think till the remainder of the year, um, that's the only time that you have left to sign up that way. So check it out and let them know. I think you appreciate them sponsoring the show because, uh, they are awesome that way. Uh, events. Let's talk about HCT Philly. Uh, real quick, uh, so that that happened this past weekend, and I'm not sure if you caught too much of it, Regis, but man, we saw some wacky, wacky matches during it. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to talk too much back, about it, but it, I went back and watched a couple. Okay, of okay, games. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Uh, definite highlights, which is great to see because you know a lot of people would say we're to point in the meta, even despite the expansion launch, where not that much is different. A lot of familiar decks, but yeah. still some new moments and exciting stuff. I like that about Hearthstone. Yeah. And, you know, things are stale, still exciting. 
you know, and when a lot of these moments happen, it's sometimes it's it's a lot of times the result of like questionable play, you know, uh-huh. and and but I have to say those moments make for the most entertaining 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 moments in these events so um yeah i highly recommend you guys go back and watch it, especially the quarterfinals the quarterfinals and the second semifinals were just crazy we we had a, a draw all right in one of the the matches which yeah. is was incredible because we i don't know we, are we are we willing to spoil stuff or are we gonna oh, let people oh, go oh, back oh, and watch oh, it? Well, i don't know we'll, we we'll just say we have a draw in one of them and, you know, okay. you're not gonna know and what it was, happens guys it was great it, and it was yeah. really a draw that was born out of mistakes i think right yeah like, it, it was definitely it, it probably wouldn't have been a draw if there weren't quite so many i don't know i don't know if i want to call them misplays or mistakes but lines of play that maybe weren't perfectly optimized being nice they're definitely mistakes i mean let's be honest mistakes and then and the comeback to draw the game you know it's like somebody who misplays a lot i just want to be careful you know i don't want anybody out too hard because they played a thousand times better than i would have but i think that's really cool that you know a lot of people say hearthstone's all rng or it's there's no skill involved but that is very clearly an absolute case where different lines of play would not have resulted in a draw and you could have had a yeah. different result. So yeah, we'll leave that to totally. you. To catch up and there's with. a lot going on in the players' minds too, you know? So it, it sometimes Hearthstone is about just who makes the least number of mistakes. A lot of games are like that. You know, a lot of sports are like that, right? Like nobody plays perfectly. That just generally doesn't happen. So um, it's kind of interesting to see it when it gets into <laughs> like really crazy modes and, and, and what can result uh, from, from that. Because a lot of these these matchups and, and things, you know, we've seen a lot of the scenarios that happen. So it really takes something that's that's not normal to happen for us to have an outcome that's something we've never seen before so it's cool when that happens and, and when you have phenom in the tournament and i mean props out to phenom like i don't know if you guys know phenom or not but uh, uh phenom has been uh bringing just lineups that nobody like if you asked any pro would think that no way he does well yet he does well at all these tournaments like he's i was talking to lorinda and i think lorinda said he, his at least in the first half of the year he was like right ranked like 31 or something uh and i think he's had a better second half or maybe equal second half so i think he's like top 50 right now and and he brings like the Megathune <laughs> decks. One of the Geico tournaments, he brought three Megathune decks there and did pretty well. You know, I think he did okay. He didn't do it nearly as well as he did here, but but he brought like Megathune. Uh, what did he bring this time? Megathune Warlock. Megathune Warlock. Brought, OTK. OTK Power. Yeah. And then uh, Shutterwalk. Shutterwalk. Yeah. And so. Maligos Druid, I think, was the. Oh, Mali. Oh, he actually brought Mali Druid. Okay. Well, maybe Never not. mind then. Maybe he's not. <laughs> but it was still all for like kind of OTK, you know, yeah, late game yeah. combo decks. Yeah, um, he's... and Megathune Warlock is just insane. Like that's a crazy I exactly. to to play. Yeah. Um, I don't think he brought uh, Boar Priest. I think somebody no. like Planet Hunter. I think brought Boar Priest. Which yeah. Crazy to see that as well in a you know high level tournament play, and Dog's been playing it super yeah. successful on ladder too. It's what crazy. a crazy deck! APM Stone Dusk Boar Priest. I will never be playing that. Yeah. <laughs> Still, you I, want to see that? I would hate to cast that deck because there's oh, there's just <laughs> the level of understanding you have to have to really be able to explain it to your average player is crazy because i i played that deck and probably played it wrong more than right <laughs> you know i for sure i played it wrong more than right and yeah. it, it's uh it, it, it's one of those decks that really makes you feel like wow the people that climb ladder with this deck 
that's impressive. You know, like watching Dog and those guys and just all the pros be able to succeed with the deck is is crazy. And you know, even between even at that level, there's like a difference, right, between the guys that are super mastered at that deck versus the ones that you know just kind of understand it, right? So um, yeah, it's it, that's I would say on the f one spectrum of hearthstone the crazy impressive side of it is when you have decks like that and people can can somehow win even when there's like fairly aggressive decks out there and they somehow went are able yeah to pull and, then, the and then there was a game too late in hct philly i won't talk about which one but yeah. it was a <laughs> it was a boar priest that was playing against a deck with a lot of void lords and i thought maybe <laughs> a scenario where there was like four yeah. void lords on board and like the full boar APM combo in hand, and they were gonna have to push through all the void lords. Didn't happen. It, it, it ended in a different way. But it was like, still yeah, a pretty interesting crazy... way. Yeah, well, yeah, but what a crazy showcase of skill that would be if somebody like pushed yeah. through like seven void lords and void walkers on a crazy late game tournament yeah. stage like that. Like that would be such a good thing for Hearthstone. Like, look mm -hmm. at the skill involved. Both yeah. mechanically, but also the brain power involved too. It's. it's it, it, kind of I think the biggest challenge, though, in terms of like showing that and really conveying that, is like you can't show them like exactly all the math that's going on, you know, in people's heads and stuff. But you know, a lot, a lot of these guys, it's, it's like second nature to them. They, they can already see like the sequence of, of cards, and it, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, that that's the one deck right now that I'm just always incredibly impressed when i see people do uh, what they do you know they're able to climb not only climb but actually you know win tournaments with or or uh uh you know you just get to number one whatever so um check it out guys anyways really it was a one of the more entertaining tournaments i've seen you know at least in hct in, in the last uh few months so worth the the watch if you get a chance to and i think it's just on the play Hearthstone site so our twitch channel so you can go watch yeah the i watch the vods on twitch yeah yeah uh, check it out there. Uh, again, we're having the event-wise, it's uh, WSOE that starts tomorrow, so definitely um, you know tune into that when that happens. Uh, I don't know when the draws come out, but it's like I don't even know where the the site is exactly. But I'm sure a lot of that stuff will come out tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. Blizzard uh, Esports, real quick, see if we can kind of get through this because we, we definitely spent a lot of time. So big big news from the Heroes of the Storm, you know, not Hearthstone, but but definitely a, a, another Blizzard title as well as their esports uh, unfortunately it wasn't good news it was basically heroes of the storm uh is just scaling back generally and that includes just uh, stopping hgc which is the equivalent of of hearthstone's hct it's like their their esports circuit you know or, or league kind of thing uh and you know it's really unfortunate they also talked about just resources generally and heroes of the storm being moved over to other blizzard titles um, it's not dead. The game's not completely dead. They're, they're still like going to have a development team. There's still people working on Here's the Storm, but it feels like, and to some extent, they they were saying that it's more almost like a maintenance mode, you know, with mm -hmm. with some new things, just not the level of, of what you've seen like like each year. Which, to be honest, Heroes, I, I feel like the Heroes dev team and like were were very very close and integrated with the community, and you know always we're really great about it. I know a lot of people in the Heroes of the Storm uh, community and they've they've been nothing but but rave reviews, you know, in terms of that. So super sad news here. I mean, has Heroes of the Storm been doing well? You know, pro no, no. I mean, let's just be honest. It doesn't do that well. Uh, but, you know, some of the things that they did in Esports actually were really cool. Things like Heroes of the Dorm and, and you know, HTC, e even at one point last year had like 
almost 100,000 people watching one of their events, right? So, and I think the previous BlizzCon, the the um, viewership wasn't bad at all as well. So a little bit surprised. They're just like outright giving up on it, but I'm hoping that that means a new title. Uh, well, so so why, yeah. why, don't, why don't we start with just like the Heroes of the Storm and then we'll we'll get into maybe, you know, how it applies to, poten- I don't know, if it does even apply to, to what we can maybe expect from Hearthstone. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you recapped it really well there. One thing I think is worth mentioning is the fact that this announcement came as a really big surprise to people in the Heroes community. Yeah, uh, They didn't nowhere. know, as, the day before, they didn't even know whether or not they were going to have a job, essentially, in yeah. 2019. So, like, players, coaches, organizations, uh, casters, nobody knew. It was all up in the air. Blizzard had never confirmed nor denied that there was going to be an HGC in 2019. And they all found out at the same point when they released this press release here we're seeing on screen, I guess. And everybody was obviously shocked and saddened, but it was kind of alarming how little like heads up apparently right. anybody got. That's kind of scary. Now, I, I think there's a big distinction between Heroes and Hearthstone. Hearthstone is a game that's far more successful mm-hmm. uh, from viewership standpoints, but also just monetization for Blizzard. I mean, all evidence points to the fact that Hearthstone's a, a cash maker. Heroes probably not quite as significant well, to the bottom line so i would say the the esport from an esports standpoint i i i don't know if i can agree with that i mean the viewership for esport viewership for hearthstone esport is not better than heroes in my opinion heroes was getting like yeah it, 680k on yeah. twitch points you're right actually so i was thinking it's about comparable more like at an best. overall game standpoint yeah. but for an esports standpoint you're yeah. right like hearthstone used to be way way bigger yeah than heroes, it used to be actually way bigger, they've but... kind of uh converged now Hearthstone's been going down and Heroes has been coming up, so they've kind of hit a similar, yeah. a similar viewership point. You're right. So, I, I mean, clearly we already know what's happening in 2019 for Hearthstone Esports. Right. Thanks for that was announced. We have a plan. Mm-hmm. Some people seem to like it. Some don't. I don't have a lot of insights there. I'm not a competitive player, more of an entertainer. But uh, it, it does still lend some concern, I think, to like the future long-term for Blizzard's plans as far as esports go. Clearly, they're not just universally going to be supporting games forever. So what does that mean for Hearthstone in two years, three years, five years? And what needs to be done to shore that up to make sure that this still exists? Because clearly, even though I don't get involved personally in esports, I still love watching it and want to support all those people who are involved in it. So yeah, it's kind of concerning, I think. Yeah, I mean, for me, it is. It's it's like concerning. But at the same time, if I'm just looking at it purely from a Hearthstone point of view... It's concerning, but intriguing as well, because it's concerning with all the things that you're talking about. Like tomorrow, like everybody, all the casters and all the producers and whatnot could not have a job, you know, like having that like literally happen out of nowhere and, you know, nobody hearing anything about it. Um, and, and it even sound like internally, like people were, were shocked as well. Like, you know, like the, like the, the team as well, you know, some, at least some of the team, there's gotta be some people that, that knew that this was coming, but it, it sounded like a lot of people didn't. And, um, you know, the fact that all these people, and, and this is the kind of thing that happens at the end of the year for companies. I don't know if people are familiar with, with this layoffs, but layoffs happen a lot of times during the holiday season because it's the end of the year and they're closing books and they're getting, you know, just their budgets and everything ready for 2019. So it's, it's really, really, uh, you know, 
not classy. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, so it's really sad that it happens like at, at this point. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's like I clearly Hearthstone's in a different place because Hearthstone just like you said generates a ton of revenue for for Blizzard. It's kind of you know dropping. You know, definitely in the last you know quarter reports and things, they they it's lower than it was a year ago. But it's still one of the big huge revenue generators. So in terms of everything where it's like scaling back that's just not going to happen to hearthstone you know like hearthstone i think is going to continue to be supported the way it is but i think the esports element is a completely separate thing now like i don't think it's it's uh one in the same i feel like the esports group at blizzard is a separate group altogether you know and do they work with the, the you know team five in the in the the hearthstone group yeah they do but i still feel like they are a separate entity uh, you know in itself so you know like when i'm talking to the community manager for hearthstone you know like chris right that's a separate person than like the esport person that you should be talking about right uh, talking to so they're they're definitely well it's you know different there's a split there at least right so different branches uh, of the company yeah so. yeah so I, I think that like whether the esports exists or not you know would be separate like they could Discontinue the esports and and uh, Hearthstone in terms of the game itself would continue as is. So I think that's a little concerning. You know, like again, like I feel like we need to get viewership up. You know, on, on a lot of these esport things. Otherwise, is it really worth doing? I mean, they're putting four million dollars into this now. Like, and it it's are, are they getting that return? <laughs> you know, like let's be honest. Like I, I don't I don't think they are you know and i don't think it's it's just trending up at all so hopefully 2019 with some of the changes they made will will kind of go in that direction but um but what's intriguing i think is like if here if they are shifting some resources to to other ips and maybe potentially new games is hearthstone getting any of that you know like mm. could we build a a tournament mode with some like an extra <laughs> few extra engineers mode. you know what i mean like <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we're getting some of that from it, right? Like, um, so it, it's obviously unfortunate to the you know, heroes, uh, brethrens, but um, I'm wondering if Harston would get it. Harston's always felt separated from from everybody else, so I, I wonder if that that would be the case here. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, achievements. I'd love like achievements in the game. I think yeah, that'd be so a cool. Tournament mode. So many <laughs> yeah. little client side things we've been looking for forever that we never quite got. I mean, there's always been a good stream of support for card design and, mm -hmm. and clearly blizzards involved there but uh actually upgrading the hearthstone client feels like ugh, it's, it's been a fight it's been a battle so maybe yeah. you're right although i don't think so i think actually i think what we'll see is that hearthstone will probably just keep going you know don't rock the boat it's working fairly well um maybe not the best outcome but probably what will happen and, and instead we'll see a commitment to what many people would say is unfortunately going to be more mobile games for blizzard a trend a lot of the community despises mobile but a trend starcraft <laughs> very profitable and i actually am not as anti-mobile game as the average person out there i think they're good for gaming as a whole in some ways clearly you know microtransactions are problematic there's all kinds of issues how you monetize them can be bad but getting games in the hands of more people is good for you and me for instance if i'm being a little selfish but also mm -hmm. just good to get more people playing video games. Ultimately, that's yeah. going to feed back into the games we like, dedicated PC games and those sorts of things. Growing our space is good for our space. Just have to be careful about how we do it. So there's always a risk if Blizzard doesn't handle it well, but we'll have to just play the games and see. I don't want to mm -hmm. judge them before I have anything in my hands, you know? I'm, I'm not so much worried about Blizzard, you know, 
specifically as much as I'm worried about just Activision. You know, like it, Activision clearly, you know, they they have shareholders, right? They they have to answer to to other people, and and it, and it's based on money. It's based on revenue. It's based on how much money you make. And clearly, mobile games make more money. Like these days, they they just do. There's more people that play them. I mean, when we're talking about mobile games, you're talking about in the hundreds of millions of users versus, you know, in the tens of thousands of, or sorry, in, in the instead of like, yeah, in, in the tens of thousands, to be honest. Like a successful PC game probably has like, uh, sorry, not tens of thousands, tens of millions. It, 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 so, you know, successful PC games, probably 50 million, you know, 50 million, 70 million. That's really good for a PC game, but that's not good for a, a mobile game. A mobile game's at least 100 million, right? So, um, for sure, they're going to make money. Diablo Immortal is going to make a ton of money. Let's just be honest. And a lot of people, you know, obviously hate that. Uh, and I think that's that's where it stems from. Like, it, it's like these PC IPs, you know, you're not going to get good reaction for making, like, spinning off mobile titles from them, uh, especially as new titles. Like, StarCraft Three mobile, no way you're going to get a good reaction from, from the... <laughs> don't uh, put the number hardcore. on it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no way. Like it's gonna... Yeah, it's got to be a... <laughs> If if they if they'd called Diablo Mortal Diablo Four, people would have absolutely burned <laughs> down the convention center at BlizzCon. I think. Oh my gosh, riots! <laughs> oh my god, major even... major problem. I would have had to run for my life. Like, <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> like a mob would have taken over. Yeah, 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 yeah. So hopefully they don't go in that direction using the IPs in that way. Um, you know, hopefully they'll be still a very uh, you know IP proper line of products you know and that still be very pc centric with with you know hope you know, these these spinoffs maybe for for mobile but you know people are still a bit worried now that that you know mike morheim's not there and and um you know i don't know how how much my you know hearthstone meant to mike you know but i can i can speak to at least starcraft mike you know starcraft meant a lot to mike and amy and and if they're not there you know what happens to starcraft like i mean is starcraft going to get the same treatment heroes got you know like why wouldn't it, right? It's not doing so well either, and uh, I don't know. So uh, it, it would be it'd be crazy to start seeing this this type of thing. And, and thankfully, Hearthstone's way higher on the totem pole. But um, you know, there you never know. Like they can come out with a new title, and Hearthstone gets you know knocked down on the totem pole, and and and, and it can start looking like that. Well, thankfully, Hearthstone is really considered a mobile game, even though yeah. we probably don't think about it that way primarily because we all play it on PC and that's the experience for us. But yeah. it is still in that mobile sphere. So no, for sure. I think it will get the support and, and dedication it needs and deserves. But you're right. The mm -hmm. old guard at Blizzard is is gone. Like gone. they're all even in Broad left too, right? Like yeah. both locally to Hearthstone, but also up the totem pole with Mike Warheim and everybody. So there are changes undoubtedly coming. How quickly and how bad those are only time will tell it's yeah to play it by ear but yeah totally okay well uh that kind of sums that up why don't we go into some q a we've got like a couple questions from uh let's see we got ahmed and with the new HTT system ma making i get guess a pro player stream more wait will then oh no sorry <laughs> i'm reading that wrong will the new HTT system make pro players stream more and streamers compete more uh, so I think what he's alluding to is that, um, these online cups will be, um, you know, more frequent and, and daily, I, I bet. <laughs> I bet that there'll be like literally online cups every day that people can compete in. Um, will, and I know a lot of pro players are planning on streaming at just a double dip, right? Just to, to, to get the streaming revenue as well as, as, uh, trying to qualify for HTT. Uh, so, but streamers compete more. I mean, 
I don't think it's going to make you compete with ACT just because of the new new system. I don't know. Will it? Are you going to play online cups? Regions no, there might be other people, but I have okay. no desire to be <laughs> right. It's way too stressful and right. uh, less lucrative as far as I can tell than just being a streamer. So both yeah. selfishly, greedily, and just for what I enjoy and what I have fun with. I, I have way more fun memeing with bad decks on stream than... <laughs> right. Been uh, trying to win a lot. I don't need that stress in my life. So no, I I don't. I, I perhaps there will be others. I can't speak for everybody, of course. But um, logically, I I don't think it would necessarily increase what other people are willing to do competitively. Yeah, uh, but you will see more pro players streaming actual HCT online cups. You know, like that. That's that's just going to be the nature of it. Instead of streaming ladder, you know, ladder used to be such an integral part in it. They're going to be streaming that instead. So um, I'm not sure which one's better or worse. So I guess we'll just kind of have to see over time. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I've talked to a few pro players who, like, there's just not really an incentive to play ladder anymore, right? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. No, what, do you, what do you do? There's no, and, and in fact, some of them said, like, do I stream now? Like, do I, I don't have anything to stream if I'm not playing ladder. I don't want to waste my time playing ladder. Mm -hmm. It's like, so I, I don't know. In some ways, I wonder if they're going to have trouble streaming as much. I guess it depends on how many cups there are and how willing they are to stream those said cups but mm -hmm. there's no like default behavior anymore for being online right like just maybe they'll get to play for fun a little more maybe that's an upside yeah. move a little closer to my world uh <laughs> i don't i don't know what it's gonna look like uh ultimately uh as long as it's good for hearthstone it's good for me so if if competitive players have fun on stream I think that's going to be good for the game. Like, yeah. I think that's a good thing. So I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on the esports side of it. I'm just not exposed enough. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully they do something with ladder because, like, right now, literally ladder just seems like people are just confused as to what to do with ladder. You know, so whether it's just like make some incentives for you know even non HCC incentives for getting high on the ladder somehow, you know, or, or something. But ladder seems like a very lost thing at this point, which is it's such a major piece of the the uh existing client and game right now right so uh, hopefully they figure that out slim jim has a question do you guys think classes like warrior or priest will finally get tier one decks with you know the the nerfs now announced uh no <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's hard to say yeah there's so we, there's so many variables like that change when a system like this gets changed like it's only five cards but that has such a rippling cascading effect on the meta yeah I don't know. I, it still doesn't look like the power level of cards or archetypes exists quite yet to my eye, but maybe some you know niche archetype makes a home for itself and carves out a spot because it's good against the other three decks that gained popularity or whatever it is. Yeah. So I wouldn't give up hope yet. I will say I've actually been playing my own warrior list really successfully on ladder oh, nice. the last week or what two. Kind is it? What kind is it's it? It's an armor warrior, I call it. It, it runs heavy metal and geosculptor <laughs> yip and oh, okay. lots of armor support cards. Right. So it, it's a bit like a control warrior shell in some ways, but it also has some really proactive threats because you can just get a six-mana Deathwing on turn right. six with all your armor. So it can actually beat like Shutterwalk and combo decks via just pressure and beating them down, almost like a big style deck, but it also can, can out-control and outlive aggro decks. So I've had like a 75% win rate on ladder for the last two weeks with something like 40, 45 games now. Oh. Not a huge sample size. That's, it pretty, that's good, four though. Rank three, so not, you know, not high legend play or anything. It's but still like, it's like a 5-6 level gain, though. Yeah, Showing signs yeah. that it's better than any other Warrior deck I've seen so far. Clearly mm -hmm. not refined, but... Yeah. Anyway, so I've actually been having fun and success with Warrior, perhaps not at the level everybody would expect, but... I think it's already kind of close. Uh, so maybe there will be some some indications. I think Odd Warrior has a chance to gain ground as well. Maybe if mm -hmm. you know 
super late game combo decks uh, like Shutterwalk, for instance, or something that would just inevitably beat it. If those go away, maybe it can move up a little too. So yeah. I think it's worth keeping an eye on. Priest, I have less faith in. I'm not sure about Priest. We'll see. I mean, I think... I mean, Priest, I think Warrior... The the odd Warrior, I think, doesn't change too much. I mean, my, my thought... I think my first like inclination is that it won't change an awful lot just because it still loses to like specific decks out there you know whether it's the paladin otk there's a, there's definitely otk well, rexar. Rexar, rexar as well too yeah, rexar <laughs> auto, auto beats too. Yeah, so yeah, that's, so that's I, 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 yeah so that i think i still think that's probably the best warrior deck uh, that i know of right now so um you know the dragon things uh, the dragon warriors and the tempo rush warriors and things like that they're gonna need some uh, you know a little bit more work it's not that you can't climb with it. I mean, there are definitely some versions of, of where you can climb with it. It's just relative to all, you know, all the good decks. It's, it's not going to be able to compete. Um, Priest, you know, I've been playing a lot. Like, and I was watching Board too, playing with it. I've been just been playing with like your your kind of uh, uh, you know Inner Fire Divine Spirit type of builds, mm-hmm. right? With Grizzly and with uh, uh, the seven eight, the the taunt, the 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 seven eight that gets a discount for all the spells you like each Grave spell Horror. Yeah, yeah, Grave Horror. Um, and you know that's been working out pretty well, you know. And so I, I think that uh, there is an element to just like having added value for priests for spell casts for priests. And I think that's starting to come together. Something you're they're going to lose it when Lyra is gone, but um, but at least in the next few months, I think you can do some fun things with with priests. But that's about it, you know. Resurrect priest is still is not that great right now. Um, it's it's not good against Rexar and Rex, you know, Hunter's just going to be good. So it, it can, it might be a, a tough time for priests just these next four months, but um, you know, not completely shut out though. You can still do some, some interesting things just won't be competing at the top tier. You can hit legend with any class right now. Yeah, I mean, there's no yeah. question about that. If that's you great. To, you know, that's, yeah. that's what's unique about this year. You know, this year I, I feel like, We've had the most dy- dynamic uh, meta in terms of, of the number of uh, distributed quality decks. We've had polarization, of course, but you know you, you do have to state the good, which is we've never had this type of class diversity in terms of, of viable decks to climb ladder up ladder with. So, uh, you know, definitely one of the milestones of this this year is, is achieving that. That was definitely cool. Um, but yeah, so anyways, I, you know, that's. That's the last question we've had. Uh, one thing I want to do real quick before we kind of close out the show and do a shout out is just to give a shout out to our patrons who support the show and have always been like the main support for this show. So I always want to give a, you know, spend a little bit of time and give a shout out to our, uh, uh, just a, a few of them as in, in our legendary producer, Mike T, of course, as always. So uh, big shout out to Raydan, Bryce L, Johnson C, Vince F. Alex F, Bruce W, Michael O, Two Comic Kid, Richard A, a random guy, ASMR, <laughs> Alistair M, and Burst, and Gabriel G, just to name a few. So thanks so much, guys. You want to throw us a, a pledge? You can go to patreon.com slash valuetown, and I greatly appreciate it. it. It definitely supports us and helps us pay the bills around here. So uh, really cool. But Regis, I know we went over the two-hour mark. I was trying not to, but... Too many good More things to talk about today, man. There's just like way too many. Yeah, topics, the nerfs was crazy. I know, like, God, definitely a, a nice good day, surprise. great day, yeah. and, and uh, definitely a great day for ha- because we had you on for the first time as well. So, oh, thank uh, you, thanks I'm for honored. joining. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you want to do some shout outs? You want to tell everybody where, where they they can find you? Sure, you can always just find me everywhere with Regis Kilbin. It's written right there on screen. It's 
Just Google. Where did you get, so where'd you get the name, by the way? Like I've been meaning uh, to ask you that for a long. Okay, it's a, a long too long. Story. Too long so story. Obviously, okay. well, it's just obviously a pun on yeah, Regis, Regis Philbin, yeah. the you know like yeah. game show host, and, yeah, and fame TV personality. But it came from World of Warcraft. I had a series of characters. Regis Kilbin was a warrior. Regis Heelbin was a priest. <laughs> oh, nice. Regis Heelbin was a rogue. <laughs> okay. So I just took like the default one, Regis Kilbin, and ran with it. I don't yeah. love it, but it's funny. People get a kick. Out. So no, I'm fine. Cool. Just call me Regis that's is cool. easy. But just Google Regis Hearthstone. You'll literally see me everywhere. I am on all kinds of stuff. So uh, t- Twitch and YouTube, of course, are the primary things most people hang out with. But uh, just want to say thanks to all my supporters, as always, for for supporting me. And, and thanks for having me today. It's been a, a great privilege. So really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Anytime. And definitely great fun. And yeah, definitely check out his videos, man, on YouTube. I, I, uh, I, I remember coming across your content maybe a year and a half ago or, or something like that. And I was like, man, this guy. This guy's funny. This guy, this guy's good stuff. Uh, so good. Uh, and he's you. got a great name too. So <laughs> let's think about that. A year and a half ago, he knew who I was, but I yeah. just got on the show today. I told you I've been uh, meaning to ask you for uh, a while. I, I just, <laughs> just it's just one of those things where it's just like no. I get so busy that it's just like okay, you're gonna gonna ask the same guy. So I I'm just kidding. It's a great honor. No, Seriously, no. I'm always surprised to be involved in anything. I've no, always felt like an good. outsider a little bit. Like I just kind of do my own thing, grow my own thing. And now I'm like involved in Blizzard stuff. By God, I was on the card reveal stream. Yeah, that's dude, that's, that's great, I think that was man. like a dream. So it's, uh, I just feel lucky. Props to the me. community team, man. Like totally. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm just happy to be here. So thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, everybody, thanks for watching as well. Um, so heads up, we're not going to have a show next week just because we got to take a break at least sometime for holiday <laughs> and next week you know at least this week I, we wanted to or at least i wanted to take off and to kind of spend some time with the family without having to kind of work you know and get stuff ready so uh we will be back in two weeks which will be the second right after new year's and i think we'll do our, our kind of 2018 recap you know just of the year it's been a very interesting year for hearthstone and uh you know, I think it's ending on a really great note, like uh, just with the expansion and with these nerfs. So, um, you know, don't know who's going to be on it quite yet, but I'll definitely let you know. And I'm going to have to start planning that 200 show too. So I'm going to need to figure out what the heck we're going to do for that. But expect a you know a great 2019. Find, find Ben Brode, bring him back. Ben Brode. Ben Brode. I don't know if that would be a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> bring him back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but you can find the this episode if you miss any of it on the usual places: YouTube.com/slash/chamv, and you can find the audios on um, iTunes. Just look up Value Town, uh, as well as Google Play and Spotify and uh, SoundCloud.com/slash/chamv. So um, yeah, but if you ever have any questions for Q and A go ahead and email those at valuetown at chamanv.tv and we'll get those in but that's going to be it for this week and for 2018 guys so for Regis Kilbin and myself Chamanv I'll see you next year <laughs>